fucking love both of them. Okay, Uh how do you get the link so I can tweet this boy out? Uh Uh-oh, we're live. Don't worry, I haven't tweeted the link yet. Uh Uh-oh. So people will just have to rewind to see this part? Yes. (laughs) Hold on. I'm nervous now. Okay, one second, guys. Sorry, my laptop is very slow, which is funny because it's brand new. Um, Jacob, do you want to like start? Yeah, I can start. All right. Welcome to another special edition of the Music City Drive-In. Um, we've got Kenzie here. We've got our special guest, oh, guest, guest Ryan. Um, <laughs> and we are here to talk about the guilds. Um, guild day, I guess. Uh, G-Day, if we want to call it that. Um, where every every guild decided that they wanted to just throw everyone into a frenzy and drop all their nominations uh, in a single day, and so um, so yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about today. Just going to go through those, um, see how it kind of affects the race from here on out, um, and yeah, so Ryan, how are you doing today? This I think your first time guesting with us. This is my first time uh, with you guys. Hopefully I talked to you. Hopefully not the last. I talk to you guys all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Kinsey and I just like throw shade at other people like left and right. And then Jacob <laughs> and I have talked. And Jacob, you're such a nice person. And then I know Nicole. Okay, Atkins. now that you said that, I have to I have to come out and say something <laughs> just okay. on the air. Okay. I had some issues with Sundance and Ryan was like, oh, hey, you can talk to me when Ryan like I entered the the, uh, the Zoom call and Ryan had like a five minute spiel of like his just the nicest. I have to say, Ryan, again, nicest person alive. Oh. I still couldn't believe it. I just had to let everyone else I have know. it. I have it now uh, live. And you said that. So we have it yep. recorded like, and, it, and everything now <laughs> recorded. There's a witness. You can't. Yeah. Now Ryan's gonna go be a shit on Twitter. No, I got this. <laughs> nope, can't. No, I cannot do that. No, I refuse to do that because I don't want to give into any more of the toxicities than I have to. And no, I and I and and I thank you for saying that. But it's it's really because I treat people the way I would want to be treated, which is mm-hmm. treat them kindly and treat them fairly, and probably give them way more grace and latitude than than probably they ever deserve um and and you guys have been nothing but nice to me so there's no reason to be there's no reason right now really in the world to be rude to anybody so so especially since we're all just trying to talk about movies trying to get it help and there were so many people that uh, when i first started that you know helped me out even for like how to get tickets to this festival and how to do this and stuff so when you asked i was like obviously for sure and i and i follow you guys and i and i watch all your videos and live streams and stuff. And uh, so it was, it was, it was a super easy decision to talk to you, my friend, for sure. Right. I love yeah, that. Was... And then also just want to shout out today's a very special day for in session. It is. Yes. It is. It's our uh, nine years, nine years. I have not Amazing. been there nine years. This will be sort of like my four and a half, fifth year with the website that we, yeah, we've, we've done, we just wrapped up our 2021 campaign. We did our nine hours worth of podcasting. Uh, when you combine the two episodes of 
our award show and then our <laughs> top 10 of the year. So, and that's a, it's a lot. Um, but you know, when I was thinking about it, like film spotting, they do their, um, thank you, geekly guys. Um, but I, um, I remember like film spotting does theirs over like three or four episodes. And so we just like condense the episodes down to that, but no, I shout out to JD and Brendan who like weirdly out of the blue invited me. Uh, Cause I had JD on like an old, old podcast and none of you guys can find that. Cause I deleted all that <laughs> audio. Cause it was an awful show. <laughs> and um, I just remember um, them inviting me on and I had never met Jay. Who's my co-host. And it was sort of just like trial by combat. And now it's, it's the, my favorite thing I do every single week is to go into that show and, and all that stuff. So yeah. In session film, doing it now five years it's nuts it's insane that's amazing love it i um personally i'm a huge fan of really long podcasts because i have a baby (laughs) and i listen to them with her and it's so annoying when you're listening to one that's really short because it doesn't just like automatically play what you have next yeah so i'm like the really long ones i can just push play and not worry about it well i think Kinsey, you're a fan of like any podcast i do because like i'm notorious for like being on like yeah, like Ridiculous I recorded movie. one with Eric Anderson and it was like very long. And he's like, that was great. I'm like, honestly, anything I'm on is very long because I <laughs> talk. Ugh, I talk. You were on with Eric. Ugh. 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 You Let took the man of having to put up with him today. Oh, <laughs> no, first I, thing in the morning. <laughs> no, I love Eric and, and writing the for best. him over the last year and a half, two years has been it's fantastic. And, and yeah, I just. I covered Sundance for him and uh, that was, that was such a thrill. And he's the, as you know, Kinsey, as you know, Jacob, he's like the nicest uh, person on the planet. You you think I'm nice. Like he's beyond that. He doesn't have to put up with me or any of my shenanigans and stuff. I hope he's watching this, but he's like so nice to the point where I like feel like he like does it like me a little bit <laughs> and i'm like oh my god did, like, no but yeah no, he, like, no just, he he genuinely you'll know if he doesn't like you because he won't reply um to be to be fair <laughs> to be fair it's um, amazing yeah leo here some funny some funny comments from leo here um just saying we love spider-man no way home I had a dream about, like, not about <laughs> Spider-Man. I had a dream about, like, defending its, like, best picture honor <laughs> last night. It was so weird. Uh. You're, you're funny. Uh. Okay, let's start with the Writers Guild. Um, first off, I want to just go over what was not eligible before we break down. Because I think, like, every year, Tyler, dear Evan Hansen, is not eligible for anything. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know if it was eligible. I'm just clarifying for anyone listening. So for adapted, Cyrano, Drive My Car, The Lost Daughter, Passing, and The Power of the Dog were not eligible. So that freed up at least two spaces. I don't think anything else that was ineligible would have gotten in. No. Do you guys agree? Mm-hmm. I... No. Have we confirmed Cyrano's not eligible because they won't release the movie? They keep uh, pushing it back. Can we talk about, like, that's, like, the one movie I've actually seen. And then, like, it just is, like, not getting anything because it just won't come out. And, like, 
And I was talking about this earlier. How, okay, so I very free, like, never go to the movie theater because I have a baby. But so I've been, I think, four times since I gave birth in all four times. And let's just say they were November, December, and then January. All four times I've seen the trailer for Cyrano. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it doesn't have a date. Like, it doesn't have a date in the trailer. And I'm like, that's not an accident. No. Like, I saw we, a trailer for it on TV today. Did it have a date? We, yes, February 25th. Oh, yep. I was going to say, we've had the poster up for a long time, and it was like December 31st, and then they pushed it back to Valentine's Day weekend, which made sense. Valentine's it... Day made sense. I was like, mm-hmm. that, I, I will bite. And then yeah. they pushed it back again to February 25th, so we're hoping that it The movie out, is, but... I was so lucky to have seen it back in October, mm-hmm. and it's been just like lingering in my mind for months, and I wanted to see it before our end of the year awards at in session film. And then, cause I didn't have a screener for it and I wanted to see it in the theaters and it was going to come out like that same weekend we did the awards mm-hmm. and then it delayed and delayed and delayed. And I've been having my family ask like Is that movie coming out um, or not. And, uh, but it's so good. It's worth the wait. I know everybody wants to either see it or see it again, but oh, it's, it's so good. And if it, doesn't get nominations. It'll be very sad for like Dinklage and I mean it's not eligible for and Glenn Hansard you know? for his one his one verse. Yeah. Oh my God. When that happens <laughs> in the movie, just seeing him, I cheering, bawling. <laughs> yeah. So the like, I'm not a big musical person, and I'm not actually a big Joe Wright person. But like when they said Joe Wright was making a musical, I was like, you know he might be onto something like <laughs> I, I because i don't really like his movies i mean there's a couple i really love but i just like they're not like my favorite the way everyone's obsessed with them and then don't even get me started on darkest hour but <laughs> i love woman in the window listen top 10 <laughs> top 10 um no <laughs> but i just I was really excited, and then when I saw it, because that was something I made sure I finished before I made, like, a top ten list, and mm-hmm. it didn't make it, but it was – I loved it so much, and it's a really, like, great movie, and I'm sure it plays way better in a theater, oh, so yeah. I'm happy they, like, stuck to releasing it into a theater. It's just, like, seeing Peter Dinklage get an Oscar nomination is something I would love to see, and – I just really think he's actually worthy in this movie. It wouldn't be like a Peter Dinklage needs an Oscar nomination. Let's do that. And it's just like very strange what they've done with this movie. I don't know if it's because they're so focused on other campaigns that they just like fudged this up. Well, like Amazon has that being the Ricardos and a hero. Those are their big pushes. Is that Amazon or is it? I thought it was MGM. No, it's like it's. It was going is on it? Amazon Prime, if I'm not mistaken, for streaming. If if I'm, I could be wrong about that, but they might be doing that sort of simultaneous thing. You know mm-hmm. how they made the deal mm-hmm. with Bond and yeah. stuff like that. Because I know it was going to be on, like streaming at a certain point, and then they've been pushing it back and back and back. So it's um, just very unfortunate for just release involved. the damn movie. There's wonder, nothing out right now. Release just, the damn movie. Like also, who? Most people, if they're going to a theater, because, like, a lot of theaters here are re-releasing, like, old romantic movies and theaters around Valentine's Day. And I'm like, a lot of them are doing that because there's nothing coming out. Hey, and hey, this hey. could... How dare you? 
Marry Me is coming out. Oh, Marry Me. How dare you? J-Lo's coming back. I didn't realize that Marry Me was like a dual release. And I'm very excited because it's going to Peacock, right? Or is it Paramount? Of course it is. I think it's Peacock. Okay, I hope it's Peacock because I've kept that for Real Housewives. Let me check real quick. Yeah. Peacock Don't makes get me sense started yes, on that. Is. I got Peacock when it. Wait, which one was Halloween Kills on? I got it was on Peacock. It was on Peacock. I got the wrong one. Did you get Paramount time. Plus and thought yes. and and and? And then I paid Peacock. for Paramount Plus and Peacock <laughs> <laughs> because I did want to watch Halloween. So you ended up basically spending twenty dollars that like to like watch a movie that I absolutely yeah. hated. Yes. Yeah, because it's bad. Yeah. You know? <sighs> But so I do think the lost daughter and the power of the dog are the only two from the non-eligible list that would have gotten in had they been eligible. But the nominees we got were Coda, Dune, Nightmare Alley, Tick, Tick, Boom, and West Side Story. Hmm. What were you guys shocked by getting hit? Jacob? Um, honestly, I wasn't really shocked by any of them i think it's nice to see take take boom get in here um because i don't think it's going to get the oscar nomination ultimately all ultimately so it's like a nice like yeah let's give them this um and then of course like the lost daughter power of the dog something's going to take over um and then nightmare alley was nice to see as well because i think that's another one where it's kind of like on the cusp and i do think that um while I didn't love, love the movie, I do think it was a very well-adapted um, screenplay. And so it was nice seeing that one get in there. Yeah. I was shocked that there were two musicals. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what I would replace because so many things were ineligible. But I was just it's, not expecting two musicals. I was hoping, um, however, for like a... Uh, for like a Green Knight or mm. um, Macbeth or something like that to like sneak its way in at this one. I was hoping like the last duel would be able mm-hmm. to sneak in here. Um, I just finished reading the last duel and very good adaptation. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. I would have loved that. My personal favorite adaptation of the year because the the feat of those three writers writing their parts separately and having to make that film and that script come together it's it's if it doesn't work on the page then it's not going to work okay. because Ridley Scott is if he has a bad script House of Gucci uh, then then it's not going to turn out good uh, House exactly. of Gucci so yeah. um, you know I'm so. I'm very much like a go the extra mile like it, I if if I notice someone's going the extra mile, I'll give them a little bit extra like mm-hmm. push. Mm-hmm. And I think with them actually taking that extra step um, and letting um, Lauren like do the third part, I think was just a very great move. And I think Lauren. it did make Hall- mean, N- Nicole Hallison. Nicole, sorry. Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking Lauren Hallison. Um <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, Lauren, who's Lauren? <laughs> I'm like, path. are you also rewatching The Hills? Like, what? <laughs> no, but um, going that extra step and like letting Nicole um, take that over, I think was really was a really good uh, move by them, and I think it really showed. I think it showed for a Definitely. very good um, 
kind of like almost third act. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, that movie. yeah, no, oh, it's so good. Like, everyone should check that out on HBO Max for sure. I really think it deserves like seven Oscar nominations, but what do I know? Driver should get in for that, or actually, <laughs> Affleck should be getting in for that and not the Tinder Bar. So, yeah, because he's really good, but I will say. I was, uh, you know, you mentioned that Lost Daughter and Power of the Dog were ineligible. I think the other trendy one that some people think they could squeak in as a surprise on Oscar morning is Drive My Car. I Um, am in that camp. And that would mean that three of these films have to get kicked out. See, that's the thing is I don't know what would be out. I know a lot of people keep saying Dune, but it's mm -hmm. Eric Roth. Mm-hmm. It doesn't also... matter about Dune being like, because Dune is unfortunately one of those above the line players that's just a lock in every category and isn't really going yeah. to win in any above the line awards. So I do think, if anything, it could be the weakest in this category if it hadn't been Eric Roth. But because it's Eric Roth, I'm like, okay, I'm the biggest fan in the world of A Star is Born, but like that script, like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but there he was there he was he, then, he just yeah. he's a main and then like west side story too right where you're like of course of course tony kushner is going to because they love tony kushner and his adaptation of this musical is is it has him written all over it but then it's like okay coda's had a real good surge of late mm-hmm. is that the surprise and maybe like maybe um drive my car doesn't get in here maybe the lost daughter does underperform you know i doubt it i do think it's going to get into the screenplay category but that's a possibility um i don't think tick tick or nightmare are going to get in just because mm-hmm. i don't think that the script for tick tick is not the strongest thing about it it's the performances in miranda's direction and those and the performance will get garfield and that's it even though robin dacus should be considered and uh but and of course Miranda's you know we'll talk about DJ here in a little bit and that's where he his sort of run of awards ends for him but uh, Nightmare Alley is a joke like that that movie is just like being here it's only here because of others being gone the real winner of this category which is Power of the Dog right now is not here and people are like, oh, no, that's big for Power of the Dog. It's like, no, it just wasn't ineligible. It's just literally yeah. the only reason. Like, yeah, it's it's like, you know, when like Tarantino's not eligible here and yet he's still People are always too. like, oh, my God, something else is going to win. I'm like, <laughs> like absolutely no, calm down. not. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, it's always like that with WGA also, like just because of their weird eligibility rules. There's always like the front runners like ineligible for some reason. And then people start to panic and I'm like, we do this every season. Every Please year. read the rules. Please read the list of what is ineligible. Like, relax. Like, it would have just been hilarious if people were like, oh my God, Nightmare Alley is going to win. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare least... Alley isn't going to get any above the line nominations. No. I'm so sorry. It ain't, like, getting, it ain't getting picture. No. It's not getting it's not anything. It's not. I hope it doesn't because it's not a good movie. So, hey. It's. I just hey. spit the truth. People, it takes years <laughs> for people to to figure it out. I so. love it. Okay, so for original, once again, ineligible. Belfast, Parallel Mothers, Mass, Flea. Mm. Basically, 
anything not in English was not eligible, which is don't get me started on. Um, so our nominees were Being the Ricardos, Don't Look Up, The French Dispatch, King Richard, and Licorice Pizza. What do you guys? So just think? take out the French Dispatch and put in Belfast, and that's your Oscar five. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. guys are both think. I, I I am upset that the French Dispatch stole what clearly should have been Come On, Come Ons. Thank um, you. Yes. Thank you. But uh, but yeah, I think Ryan's right. I think put Belfast into that five, take the French Dispatch out. I think that's, I don't so think there's that, any other way around that it. That is the Oscar five I have, but I personally feel like King Richard's kind of like shaky. Like it's, if, it's, it's hanging on. Yeah. Barely. So mm. if it does fall out, what do you guys think is it? French Dispatch. Yeah. I do I think, think the, because they they've done that lone screenplay nomination with him before, mm-hmm. with like Moonrise Kingdom, and uh, the movie's got a. I mean, it is Wes Anderson, and I do think it'll feel very weird for them to fall back on all these previous nominees in this, you know, you know, Academy friendly, because you have like Sorkin, Paul Thomas Anderson, Brana. Mm-hmm. Adam McKay. Adam McKay. Uh, <laughs> and, then, teeth. and then Wes Anderson. That's one that's a very male-dominated original screenplay category, to be honest. Super. And a, a dominated white male. Yes. Um, you know, original screenplay category. Because like even like like Jacob said, I love Come On, Come On. It's my favorite original screenplay of the year. And even Mass, you're just substituting two other white men in there for the other mm-hmm. white men that we're trying to replace. Mm-hmm. Um, and even King Richard, that is a white male writing screenplay. Too. Yeah. So it's like it's like I guess women and people of color did not write anything original this year, which is uh, just, which is so stupid. Watch more movies. Um, watch more movies. It's ridiculous. But um, yeah, I would say it's probably French Dispatch because I don't see Almodovar getting in there. Me Even either, though, which is so disappointing. It really is. But also, too, like people have had like this weird thing over the last couple of days where like, I don't know, I could kind of get in there. And I'm like, where's the proof? You have no proof to suggest that people like, are actually watching that movie. The only thing that has been like not proven that I am confident about, I will get into with DGA, but there's like a reason behind it like people mm-hmm. saying that parallel mothers is going to get into screenplay i'm like not only is there no traction but there's also no like history with that it's it is especially given like you're saying if one of those five fall out like who the other contenders are i'm like the person that's going to replace it is or like the movie that's gonna replace it is not parallel mothers like it wasn't even chosen for the uh, international was it didn't they choose the uh, the Javier Bardem movie? Yeah. Yeah. They picked the, so, like, what is that? Like, The Good Boss? Yeah. The yeah. One that, like, you literally just can't see in America. The one that's, like, sounds like a CBS. That show, Undercover Boss. Yeah. <laughs> Cross between, yeah. like, the good, the good Wife and Undercover Boss, right? <laughs> oh, man. What a bad year for Javier Bardem. I mean, I guess he's in Dune, but, like, what, like you know. I don't know. I, I, I'm not the biggest hater of being the Ricardos. I think it's a fine film. I think 
I think it's because it's beating out uh, people's favorites. That's why people want to dog on it. And it's the whole Aaron Sorkin of it all, which mm-hmm. is always funny to me that people always want to dog on Aaron Sorkin when like one of their favorite films of the last decade, The Social Network, was written by the man. But that's or another one of their favorite films of the last decade was written by the man Steve in Jobs. Moneyball. You know what Steve I mean? Jobs. So it's Steve Jobs, people love that. So it's like this new sort of because I their think favorites it's the aren't same winning. thing as like I, I Okay, Darren Aronofsky is my favorite director, but every <laughs> time he opens his mouth, I'm like, you yes. are embarrassing me. Like, stop. He is. And like, I think. Let me tell you this... the ending of Mother. You know like, I mean? stop <laughs> explaining it. The best part of it was not understanding it, like, and figuring out what it was trying to say. But this guy, but it's the same thing with Aaron Sorkin. Like, I didn't really like Trial of Chicago 7. But every time he talked about it and like tried to like explain what he was thinking, I'm like, you're making this far worse. Like you're making me actively <laughs> hate this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like he's doing the same thing again. And then he's also saying like really problematic things. Yeah. No. And then yeah. I'm just like, just stop. You were this guy like growing up on Wednesdays, watching the West Wing was like a thing in my house. And I'm like, you're like it like putting that out. Like I don't. Mm-hmm. want to watch like talk about you anymore and it's like like you were saying like i love the social network and obviously the best part of that movie is the script and like steve jobs is one of my favorite movies ever and i'm like what you're taking all of that away from me like well i think i just, I, I just think that like it's sort of that whole thing of like i i review the film mm-hmm. and so a lot of his movies obviously have like his Sorkin sort of style. It's a lot of his style in it, but I just, I, with those films just go, okay, I know that the person is a bit of a nut job. So I need to throw that all out. Mm -hmm. And also I walked into being the Ricardo's thinking, my God, this is going to be an absolute, can I cuss on here? Yes. Okay. I mean, an absolute shit show. Okay. And, I walked out. I was like, that's actually not that bad. And I thought Kidman was pretty good. And um, Bardem, even though he should never have been cast in that role, uh, was very committed. And, and, and I thought the, the ensemble was very good. And, and I, besides the last five minutes of that movie, I was like, this is actually pretty good. And sort of a little restrained in the best direction that he had. And yes, then he opened his mouth, like literally after the premiere and has been very uh, volatile. And it's like, well, I don't want you to get nominated. But you also made a good movie, so I can't. It's it's that double. It's that thing of like, you're a bad person, but yet you still make good art, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, you know. Obviously, there are tons of movies that I would put in, even just beyond his. Like, get Adam McKay. I love Adam McKay. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love. I grew up with this man. I, I loved his comedies. They're just some of the funniest things I've ever laughed at, and I really like The Big Short. But Vice and Don't Look Up, I could throw those in an incinerator mm-hmm. and burn them in effigy. You know what I mean? Do you and feel just like live off the flames. disappointed that you liked The Big Short? And then I don't know if you felt this way, but I was excited <laughs> about Vice. Like I, oh yeah, I love watching movies about characters I dislike, and I was really excited about it. And then I loved the cast, like Christian Bale. Like it wasn't a fat suit. Like I was really excited. No, it's because he's like one of our only I, method actors we have left. He's gonna. It's his birthday, right? Today. Christian Bale. Is it Christian Bale's birthday today? 
Um, or was it yesterday? Was it? It's. It was like yeah, because I saw a lot of videos of him popping up. It's today. It's today. Happy birthday! Oh, it's today. Today and Olivia who else's Coleman, birthday is it? Yep. Gene Hackman. Man, what a great day! I know. Olivia Coleman and Dowd. It's and Dowd's birthday today. And Dowd. Oh, and she was so star Kid Cudi. Oh. <laughs> and of... and Dowd though, very nice person. Very nice. Person. I love that. Yeah, I love she's, the leftovers she is, changed my life. So she's I love so personal when you meet her. Like when I met her, she was just, she was like this close and she's like holding my arm. I was like, I thought I saw Jesus, you know, and, and it was, it was incredible. Oh, but but yes, that. no, I agree with you. Like he gave me goodwill enough to go and watch a movie about fucking Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The most vile, one of the most vile human beings on the planet. And, and then, I was like, I'm, and then it, and then it just like, you know, straight up, just like destroyed me in terms of like any credibility with this man. And then I the, watched this the one. The credits, the credits. Oh, God. I was like, just that, shut yeah. up. That <laughs> really bothered me. And then like, I, I love Leo. I love J Law. I was excited for J Law to be back. I, I was love, like, I, I, obviously Timmy. Love Chalamet. I think he's a great actor. You know, Meryl, legend. You know, um, I was excited Blanchett. for Jonah Hill. Yeah, and Jonah Hill and Blanchett, and I mean, and oh. honestly, I know this is weird, but Tyler Perry. Yes, because when he works, Gone Girl, when he works with like, a good director, he's, he's pretty good. Yeah. So yeah. I was like him with Leo and Kate, and then when that first Ooh. still of him and Kate came out, I was like mm-hmm. them as a talk show duo, like absolutely. That and then, <sighs> and then we saw the movie. I would, um, uh, you know, the your favorite movie, Jacob, with um, it's blanking. It's like they took it from my memory. You know, with Jim Carrey. Oh, the Truman Show. No, where Eternal the, Sunshine. Yes, I would do that to get that movie out of my. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I first you off, would do like like the Men in Black Neuralizer, where you would <laughs> just like erase your whole existence. She I, takes in everything she has about Adam McKay. She's like, honestly, just out. <laughs> even I would give up the Big Short to get rid of. Everything would you give else. up Anchorman and like Step Brothers and all those? I would. I'm not a comedy person, so oh, okay. no. You're just a really very... funny person. <laughs> You're a funny I just, person. You're funny I, love, I love like three hour movies, but when I tell you who I paused that movie and saw I had an hour and a half left, I was like, absolutely not. I was like, absolutely <laughs> not. And then I texted Jacob and Ricky after, and they were like, oh yeah, the post credit scenes are so funny. I was like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Like, I was like, I'm not going back. Like, Jacob, did you like the movie? I liked it. So I really liked it. Okay, goodbye, watch. everyone. I just I <laughs> I didn't like it as much after my second watch. I dropped it down a little bit. Um, oh, I didn't but know I still, that. I, yeah, I dropped it down. Um, uh, I can't I can't see where I dropped it, but I did drop it definitely mm-hmm. out of my top ten. Um, yeah. I just do you guys shouldn't be. I should have like a child protective services away from your your top ten. Yeah. You just take it away. You know what I mean? Like, you guys like have a panic attack that you're like, PTA is in a good spot, could win. I would love more than anything to see that man have an Oscar, give a speech, the whole spiel. Do you guys like have a panic attack? They're just gonna like give it to me. Nope. Stop, stop. Don't even start that. No, I'm no. telling I, you, I, I like, I, I'm I, telling I, you, it's gonna be like the Joker and it's gonna be like 11 nominations and like. <laughs> 
there, it, it's not going to pull the Irishman. It's not going to pull gangs in New York and go home empty handed. No, but it'll have the Kidman. No. So that'll be its award. Don't look up. Oh, don't look up. Oh, yeah, that's no, that's not going to happen. No, because it's going to need to land um, acting. And I don't think it's going to land any acting at this point. I do. Unless Leo gets in. I think it's Leo. But I mean, it is a possibility. If that happens, I mean, I, it would. I mean, it did really well at BAFTA on the long list. So, so it's it, that. And then I also have Leo coming in at BAFTA. Yeah. But, um, but I no, just... I. So if I got a question for you guys. So if Paul Thomas Anderson wins this award, does that do anything for you? Because Belfast isn't here. Does it just go, eh, WGA doesn't matter this year? Or do you go, well, it's a little momentum for PTA who lost obviously the, the golden globe, if that even matters. Um, but I think know. if PTA wins, I know it's between Belfast and licorice pizza, but if being the Ricardos wins, I'm pretty sure Belfast is just winning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he he has to win for him yeah. to even like have a chance. But I I just didn't really like again like I know we're talking about it, but I'm just like really like against using WGA usually as like a precursor. The only way I judge it is if like to see like oh that has like a really strong chance of being like second. Yeah, but and the thing is about PTA, it would matter if he won because, like, if he wins WGA, because it's like he is someone that you really want to have like an original God. screenplay Oscar, like so badly. Like, personally, I want him to just have an Oscar. I don't give yeah, a shit what it personally, is. Personally, I mean, I would have preferred if he won a directing Oscar for There Will Be Blood. Thank but you. This year, or a like writing this... for Magnolia, probably the best script ever. Truly. Or Truly. if he, or if he just, I don't know, had any Oscar, <laughs> got nominated and won for the Master, directing for uh, Boogie Nights, <sighs> probably one of the best directions. The Master, the... the Master should have won a twelve nominee <laughs> movie. I mean, like... or if he just, I don't, I mean, got nominated like... for original screenplay, maybe, or I uh, just for Phantom Thread because that script's amazing don't get uh, me started on phantom thread when phantom thread like overperformed the oscars i was like holy fuck this is the best thing that's ever happened to me <laughs> and then i realized like what it didn't get and i was like excuse me well he should have won director so agreed agreed yeah. i'm sorry um, del toro's in my he's my number five in that category and for me i so the thing is i would never take away an oscar from del toro but like shape of water that's what we gave him i'm just, i'm just saying pants labyrinth was sitting over there all those years and you pants labyrinth um, is like one of the best movies ever made and i'll never understand like just paying it dust like yeah. i think it pans labyrinth is one of those that like was definitely before its time before like the oscars took foreign films that seriously i think if that got made now it's I mean, it's in everywhere. Well, if he went uh, to answer this thing down here from, from Matt Anderson, if he wins WGA and BAFTA, it's over. Mm -hmm. Like we can just we can lock that baby up. I think. Because and I think he wins, if he wins BAFTA, that'd be insane. Because that okay, was, you yeah. guys like watch movies like Licorice Pizza, and then um, like just uh, there's so many I can't even think about it. But like, and you're like, this is too American. And then on BAFTA, it's like long list. You're like, Licorice Pizza is everywhere. Like what? yeah. What like they I because I really thought it. they were gonna be like too American, not my thing. Too Californian. Yeah, because I mean. even when I was watching it, I was like, 
I feel like a lot of this humor is very, I know everything about the Valley. And if you mm -hmm. don't know about the Valley, you're kind of like missing the jokes. But then everyone I know that saw it that doesn't live here was like obsessed with it. And I was like, clearly I was wrong. Like, because no. there were I a think, lot of jokes. I think about if like he wins at, if he wins at BAFTA, it does two things. I think one, well, actually it does three things. One, it's a giant upset on home turf that Bron is like going to lick mm -hmm. his wounds Two, I think it solidifies him like at a 95% to win the Oscar for original screenplay. Mm -hmm. And then it will easily make me go, well, power of the dog is the front runner for best picture because if Belfast can't win screenplay, which it desperately needs to couple at this point, because I don't think it's winning supporting actress because that one's pretty locked up. I think, and supporting actor had missed both of those actors at SAG. It would take a max of blitz at BAFTA for that to change. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jude Hill's not getting in for lead actor. So we can just get that out. And he's not winning director, which we'll talk about probably in a second. Um, but it would be it would be it. And so Power of the Dog would then at that point I would be like, it's over. Let's just Let's give, Let's, it call it. <laughs> Let's give it to Jane. Let's give it to Jane. It's not even this. Yeah. It's wrap it up, ladies and gentlemen. This will be a quick Oscars. Especially yeah. now since like Belfast just opened up like in the UK and mm -hmm. in like six days, it's already broken its American record for like money it made. Oh, it did? <laughs> yeah. It, it like it oh. topped the amount it made in America in oh. there. And it's like still expanding theaters. It's not even like fully expanded yet. It also would just break my heart if pt lost to belfast script that's like, the just, thing just, is like just, i so i'm not in like i'm not part of the i hate belfast no i don't hate it either yeah. but like but if but it's of the, the screenplay that i'm like that's the weakest part of the film thank for me. you thank you and i just like when i so you know when they started like i don't think golden globes is like a precursor at all and like in general just the only thing that mattered about it was the speeches. We didn't get those, and they can't even really, other than West Side Story, use it as a, <laughs> we won this. Um, it would have been really good for Andrew Garfield, to be honest with you. Yes. Because it would have been super emotional, and not mm -hmm. having that, to kind of, because he's had momentum, right? Because he's campaigning, and Will Smith's not, to have like that moment of Well, we all know why Will Smith is not campaigning. Oh, yeah, because he's not vaxxed, right? Um, well, oh, is he not? I don't know. I just, I was, I oh, thought I was just going. saying all his interviews where he was well, like, yeah, he's saying also really like, bizarre things. Yeah, I could also just, I mean, it just makes sense. But anyway, I mean, either way, there's a reason why he's not out there mm -hmm. I mean, and doing a, a lot. Like they were starting a lot of their campaigning for King Richard, and then it's kind of they just disappeared. They're not doing anything. So, it's, like, the, there were a lot of screeners here in like november and i was yeah. like isn't that really early like mm -hmm. and then they just kind of stopped and everyone i know is like i watched it on hbo and i'm like yeah. you they, you, they never part went of like to... a body like what they, are you talking about <laughs> they like, never went they never went to to tell you right they never went to toronto never went to venice never went to and like, like I, given they, his history of being like in all the precursors and then missing the oscar nomination i'm like is that really like the smartest thing like, I mean, what are you doing? 
because we all thought it was like a cakewalk. We were like, he has his memoir. He has that Netflix thing. He has that Darren Aronofsky produced Disney Plus show. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, damn, like he doesn't even really have to talk that much. He has so much going on that he'll always be doing promo and then he just isn't promoting. Yeah, but he forgot to mention that the guy that he's going toe-to-toe with, or two of the guys he's going toe-to-toe with... Are the most charming human beings alive. most charming human beings on the planet had three films come out in the air. Oh, and by the way, they were in the biggest film of the year at the the box office. Andrew Garfield, for like a a series of time, was probably one of the most famous people like in the world. Because it was like, oh, let's see him on Spider-Man. Oh, he did another movie this year, so it's like well, I think Cumberbatch too. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Cumberbatch. It's like also like he is so good about talking about other movies. Like he, I don't like. I know he's doing all this promo and like he's doing a ton of campaigning, but he's also like really championing other movies, and I think people really love that. Yeah, and it's just like you can't ignore that. And it's then like I also stealthily in the weeds. Mm-hmm. Like, like, he's like, like he's like, not being overtly. Yeah. He's like, I am in the best picture front runner, and I was also in Spider Man, and, yeah, and I have my own movie coming out soon, also. <laughs> like, he, I just, he's also somebody I feel like a lot of people would be like, it'd be cool to see him have an Oscar. Like, he seems super gracious. Yeah. Like, like I, that's why I've but, been saying that. SAG makes sense for Garfield to pull mm-hmm. an upset and BAFTA, BAFTA makes sense for Cumberbatch. for Cumberbatch. And then at that point, holy hell, you know, like, like what, Will Smith what, is like maybe a nominee, but like fourth like place, like right. Mm-hmm. Maybe third, fourth place. And you're sitting there going like, who wins when and Andrew like, wins SAG and says, <laughs> this is for the ghost of, um, Oh my God. I can't even remember. Jonathan Larson. That's when we know it'll win. Once they bring out the ghost. No, 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 no. He doesn't the... have to bring up Jonathan Larson. When he brings up his mom mm-hmm. is really when he's going to get a yeah. lot of that. That's where I'm like, that's where I sit there and I go, man, all they have to do is put him on a stage. He's so charismatic. He's got mm-hmm. such a great energy to him. And then, yeah, it it also is like in a weird way, rewarding Lin-Manuel Miranda, which they haven't done yet. Um, as the at the academy, like yeah, it just I can see it. I also there's, can. I also like can a, see like with Andrew Garfield mm-hmm. that win for that role is rewarding so many different things that I feel like people are underestimating like how much weight that carries, and it's just like who doesn't want to see him have an Oscar on top of mm-hmm. all that? Like I would just I would love it oh, so for sure. much. And I didn't even really like love Tick Tick Boom, so it's just because I'm not a musical person. I'm very sorry, mm-hmm. very sorry. But no, I mean, like, I have had this is confession time. I've had for the last two weeks dreams about Oscar night and Paul Thomas Anderson winning, and usually that has been a very rewarding thing if I've had Ooh. those premonitions. But it also, like, my anxiety about that has been up the wall the last couple of weeks because I'm like, please hope in the universe. Don't let this happen to me. I don't want to be this disappointed because this is 
as you said, Kenzie, this is probably the closest he's been since There Will Be Blood mm-hmm. to actually winning one of these things. Because, mm-hmm. like, the master was paid dust, and then... And Heron Vice was a surprise that he got in Like, there. you were like, what? And I was then like, cool. Phantom, yeah. Phantom Thread was like, oh, wow, really overperformed. And then you were like, he really doesn't have a chance to win director. Like, he's just, like, a nomination we're excited about. Yep. And I'm just like... I do think people are really like, I think it's really important he wins WGA. I don't think he'll win BAFTA, but if he does, it's obviously like sealing it up. But it's just like, he's one of those people that a lot of people that don't pay attention to this know his name. Oh, yeah. And when you're like, you tell people, you're like, he doesn't have an Oscar. They're like, what? Like, so I just think he is definitely like the firm number two in this category. It's just like, WGA will help me know he has like a fight in him, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I just I'm too nervous to use it as a precursor. Also, I am the opposite. I have really bad dreams about people winning Oscars and then it happens and I'm like So that's where so that's where the Adam McKay, you know, sort of Don't worry. I have been a huge Joaquin Phoenix fan my whole life and I was like, he's gonna win an Oscar for this fucking Joker movie, and then he fucking did, and I was like yeah. I did this to and myself. Then, yeah, and then it's just like, oh, he gets and wins for Joker, but he doesn't get shit for Come on, Come on. Okay, mm-hmm. universe. Okay, universe. For That's Come on, what Come I realize her, it's like, just about fuck. your your campaign behind you and the budget of it, and has nothing yeah, to do with anything. Yeah, because A twenty four just sucks. Don't get me started on A twenty four right now. Jacob pointed out something very distressing to me, and I. Oh, just... did you see those tweets today? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I was telling Kenzie. It was like they really let the person who like created a hugely viral like tweet thread that they made into a movie go after them on twitter i was like maybe not the best decision for you well it's also like too like yeah it's it's the standpoint of like you do understand where this all came from it came from a misjustice and crime and -hmm. you then mistreated her so of course she's she's gonna gonna, call it out like call it out she's she's got nothing to lose Mm -hmm. at this point like and also, it's not even that. It's like they have those books that are like the tweets. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm like, was she involved in that? Or did you did she guys get any just... money for that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes sense. It's just extremely, extremely disappointing. Because if you go to the, in case anyone's listening and doesn't understand, <laughs> the um, woman behind Zola. Zola. Like, the titular yes, role, yeah. Zola. She <laughs> is. She tweeted today that she has not been invited to participate in any really events or award shows for the promotion or recipient of awards for Zola. And she is not complaining to sit, because I've seen a lot of tweets about this, that she's complaining about screenwriting credit. She is not saying that. She is saying that the movie's being recognized and she is not being involved in the conversation or anything really to do with the movie, which is extremely disappointing because. Not only does she have like story by credit, like there is no movie without her. And she's an executive producer on the movie. And that's clearly well deserved and why the movie works so much. Like as someone who really liked the movie is because you could feel her involvement. Mm-hmm. And it's just extremely disappointing. And it's like, I don't know if they would do this to someone that was white. And it's like, well, I, I was going to say, I and I, I do love this movie. They invited Tommy Wiseau to 
everything yeah, the like disaster that. artist was like man you are um, not wrong going. about that yeah. he was they at every invited... single event he was at i saw that movie yeah twice. they invited james franco too yeah in the height of all that in the height of all that yeah like both of them are not like my, i was totally kidding because i know james franco was a star but also like you know, fuck him. Um, but but the, the, in the height of all these allegations yeah. coming out, he was and still like, "Let's give him a golden globe." Um, with but, his Me Too pin. That was that was a, a joke. Um, but no, like, um, well, first of all, just shame on them in general for not submitting it as like, it's an adapted screenplay based off of previously written like, material. Like, comic, like there are movies that are adapted from comic strips, not comic mm-hmm. books, comic strips. And there are movies that are adapted from like quotes and stuff. Like yeah. there is no reason. Like I understand people are against like Twitter, but it's like the, this movie was adapted from not only the tweets, but a, an article about the tweets. Yeah. And I mean, like, if you can use the, the if you can use the, this is the tweets. Yeah, if you can use the tweets in court against someone, you, you can, can use get them. You can use them in a movie and, and yeah. get a, yeah, screenwriting credit. And also, too, she's not wrong. It is the most nominated film by an A twenty four movie in the history of indie indie spirits. That's huge, That's given insane. the fact that the fact that like they've had Lady Bird and Get Out and Moonlight and Beale Street and Eighth Grade and all these movies, right? That have you know everyone loves. And it's the most nominated film in their studio's history. And the fact that you, yeah, basically treated her like trash. Is and I, I'm terrible. sorry. It's not like A24 has a lot of other stuff going on right now. They're not doing anything. Yep. They've got, they've, they've, they they're have promoting been, Lamb more than anything. And I, what? They have, they have changed a lot mm-hmm. since, since Tayback went to Netflix. They have they have seriously as a campaign just completely gone downhill. I mean, like, yes, I know Minari was just last year, but it was a very down year. And that movie really was a late breaker in people like it it had to linger and have its own campaign on its own. It wasn't pushed to the extreme that one would think, because like if they did for Moonlight uh, for Minari, what they did for Moonlight. Minari would have won Best Picture last year. Yeah, it's not even a question. But they didn't do that. They and I think that people just saw Minari through the screeners, and it kind of got help organically rather than like a and studio. Like the cast is so like every single person is extremely charismatic. So like if they got in front of anyone, which was way easier last year because it was all virtual. Yeah, like they spoke for themselves. Like it wasn't a mm-hmm. 24 really speaking for them, like, or doing anything on their behalf. Like everything that I saw was like Stephen Yuen. Like it was like just them campaigning themselves. Like I think Stephen Yuen got his own Oscar nomination without a 24's help. Like and I think honestly. him going on like Conan and talking about the movie did more yeah. than like, any event that they ever planned. Yeah, and it's like like, that says a lot that we all agree that that's what happened. Like, it's, I just, and they have good content this year, so it's no excuse why they can't break into this. I'm sorry, like, I was not really, I was gonna watch Come On, Come On no matter what, but I was very, like, I don't really like child actors, like, Mm -hmm. not my thing. And that movie made it into my top five. It's one of my favorite Mike Mills movies. It devastated me, but made me so hopeful at the same time. 
And then when Jacob told me the interviews were real, I just lost it. Like yeah. it is such a beautiful movie. And I think it's also a movie that like if promoted properly, you could say everybody really needs at a time like right now. Yep. And they could be doing something with that, but they're like choosing not to. And it's very strange. And the fact that BAFTA is probably going to give it like one nomination. It's probably going to get in what newcomer. Right? I, yeah, I personally say. think he's getting in for screenplay for supporting actor oh, for supporting actor. Oh, wow. And well, I think, well, I think B Coops is getting in there. So I also have Bradley Cooper. in. I have, I have Bradley Cooper winning the Oscar right now. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. Mm-hmm. I um, don't I tell love... me that. I don't want Troy to live. <laughs> I, I love. Look, I love. I love Troy Kotzer, but there's just this like feeling that he wins SAG, he wins BAFTA. Mm-hmm. That movie has done so well. Licorice Pizza. He's the. He's what everyone talks about. It's like that's the thing. I didn't really love the movie. I loved everyone in the movie. I just want to say it's just the movie overall didn't work for me, which is really like extremely disappointing. I love Paul Thomas Anderson. He's one of my favorite <laughs> writers and directors working. I just absolutely love him. I it just like didn't go yeah, all I get the way it. for it, me. Yeah, it, but I don't have don't. any ill will against the movie. I just want to like clarify. No, you hate it. Comes to you me. absolutely despise <laughs> it. I I understand why it works so well for people. Yeah. But um, Bradley Cooper is just like, like all the performances really work for me. It's just Bradley Cooper, not only the story about like nobody really knowing he was in it and then he just comes out running at everyone yelling and like, it's just the fact that he was able to like stay in that energy is -hmm. just so impressive. And then also he is a real person that Bradley has met. It is like, I can't imagine the pressure of that. I know he did not talk to him about being in this movie, portraying him. I know he does not know if he saw this. But I also just really love that if he wins, it would still be for A Star is Born. Yeah, basically, in a weird way. I will make it my... But no, it'd be really (laughs) deserving. And I also think like people need to calm down. This is actually a supporting performance. It would be really great to see someone actually in a supporting performance win supporting actor. We need to get off this train... of co-leads oh god like co-leads are not supporting i'm sorry like and that's why when troy wins (laughs) it'll be amazing but if he lost wouldn't you like it if he lost someone from licorice pizza yes i mean it also could all that yeah it just after i rewatched power of the dog last night and i just i as much as i really like cody smith mcphee's performance and he's very good I just don't see him winning it all at the end of the day. Like it mm-hmm. just, that is such a, especially, such an internalized performance. You know? Especially because he will be one of two people from his movie nominated. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, mm. oh, oh, yeah. I know what you're doing there. Yeah. yeah I, I I'm, I'm, I, not only have I said it from the first day I saw the movie, I have been speaking into existence since she became the front runner for best director. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, the uh that whole Cody um Cody Troy scenario taking Bradley Cooper out of it reminds me a lot of the uh Maria Yoon last year where yeah. it's like Maria's the like they're both kind of newcomers to the whole mm-hmm. scene. 
uh, Yoon was the older one. Who knows if she'll be able to get another one? Who knows what she'll be able to do with you know the rest of her career? This could be like a once in a lifetime opportunity. Plays a very sweet, charming, elderly like figure. Versus that is really similar. I didn't even think about that. That's yeah, and then really like, and then point. like, and then Bradley Cooper's like Glenn Close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we so were all like, they're gonna, they're all, gonna get him when we all the thing is, was the thing is and, Bradley know. Cooper is going to be a nine time Oscar loser at the end of this season and I understand most of them are not for acting but it's just hilarious but like I if he loses I don't want it to be to Cody who like has his whole career ahead of him it's like Coda's not my favorite movie of last year. It's not in my top twenty. I'm very sorry. Man, Jacob but just got really angry. I, right? I know he's like, you don't like licorice pizza. You don't like Coda. But <laughs> he's, like, there's fire under those eyes. Yeah, like, but, but, but now, like my mom was an interpreter, like for sign language. She mm. interpreted classes when she was in college for deaf students. Like sign language was very prominent growing up in my household. So Marley was like a huge thing, especially when she was on the West Wing and like was life changing. Mm -hmm. But Troy winning would be like such a beautiful moment and it'd be very well deserved. That movie didn't really work for me, but he is fantastic. I think everyone in it is really great. So I would really love it. And I do think it's very similar where you're like, how many roles does he have? I mean, I hope he has a million roles ahead of Mm -hmm. him that are (laughs) eligible, but like, you're you think like that you're like how many times is it going to be in like a movie that's gonna be nominated for best picture with this much mm-hmm. momentum behind it i don't think it's going to win best picture but like it's looking at having a very good morning oscar playing, nomination morning playing and a he's playing a that, deaf character yeah. playing opposite of the a first deaf character yeah deaf, like first deaf nominee oscar winner or winner and it's like yeah. that is just something i don't think you can ignore and i think it's really important that if he does win and be for something where he's portraying a character that's like authentic and he's yeah. in a movie Plus we know how much they love Marley. I mean, she, she presented last year. Well, I mean, yeah. she, she started that campaign for that movie literally before it year. came out. Like <laughs> Her being there was uh, a, not unintentionally, I think, um, but and she's been the biggest champion for him as well. Oh yeah. She was on Colbert the other day. That's why I mean, like, I think you the know. second she realized she wasn't in, that she mm-hmm. threw her full weight behind him getting in. I think there's a possibility she could get. She in. could show up. Yeah. yeah. There's she. There's. I think that's absolutely. why she gets in. If they love that movie. I think because that, it's like, played so well. Yeah. From what I've heard, and I know, think like yeah. if you're like I have the same top three, like I have this top three locked, and then you're like, who else could I put in here? She's a very good name to like have like on your list of like i'm just gonna write her down if you're like a dumb mm-hmm. oscar voter who doesn't watch every movie um she'll I'm play with shade. audiences yeah i mean those they're, they're playing she plays well with an audience too that of the older voters of the academy they remember yeah, her like my anymore. parents mm-hmm. love her my parents remember her from so many movies so many shows like yeah i'm like i'm sorry that west wing variety matchup is just like she's she's yeah i can't wait for that but like also not an too, accident. <laughs> also too like the thing with like those three, you know, McPhee. I know we got to talk about DGA here in a second. Um, but because uh, I know we were like, that's what we're here to do. Um, but like McPhee, Cooper, and Kotzer, 
and even to a certain degree, like Heinz, like uh, Garon Heinz, like all of those would be like they all have a, a very interesting story. And you would be like years later from now, they could probably reward Cody Smith McPhee again. But uh, but Bradley Cooper falls in that line, too, of we've said for years, oh, Bradley Cooper, he could. He's got a long career. He'll 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 win. And nine nine in, it's the same thing we've done with Leo and and Amy Adams, and you know, and obviously Leo finally won. And Gary but Oldman is like he, one of my favorite examples yeah. of this. Like, they were like, "How many more does he win?" And he was nominated like two years later. Like, <laughs> right. And so it's it's always weird narratives to me. Like I always think about with younger performances. I always think of like Gabriel Sidibe is one um or some people go like Quivigine Wallace or um yeah we say that now Matt about Maestro and then, <laughs> and then it's not gonna happen so watch um and he won't get in for director he again. won't get in for director again you know what I mean um but no it's it I think of like Andrew Garfield's first time we all thought he was gonna get nominated for social network and then mm. they didn't happen and then it was Hacksaw Ridge not you know silence I mean? not, not silence, silence. You know, and so I, you know, it is a weird thing. And once they are nominated, you have to start thinking about that in there. But I also just go by what do you ultimately think is the best performance? And all three of those performances are very good to great performances. Mm-hmm. I just think that Kotzer has like, Kotzer and Cooper have moments for me that made me both, like for Kotzer's example, made me laugh and cry. And Cooper, I was shocked, terrified, crying. Uh, it's like uncomfortable, a, a, like uncomfortable. It it's like the culmination emotion. of his career because yeah. he's great at playing assholes, and mm-hmm. he's like the the epitome like, of an asshole my, in that movie. Like one of my first memories of him is obviously The Hangover, and I was like, "You brought that back. You brought like every moment Little bit of, I've like seen the, him on screen." Wedding Crashers, yeah, yeah, there it is. So, um, yeah, so yeah. it was, you know, I, I, but McPhee too. I mean, like that's the best performance of his career, and I would have never thought in my wildest dreams that that kid could pull off that kind of performance. It's just not a performance that gets rewarded a lot. That, Mm -hmm. and then if you think about, like, who he is performing against, I am just, like, it's just crazy to me. Like, Well, I I think people are rewarding him because because he's the essentially the hero of the film, um, if you want to look at it like that. Mm -hmm. I I don't. I think it's much more complicated than that. Um, But, you know, it is. It is. I... So it's difficult that one. The first time I watched Power of the Dog, I was like, "Wow, he's incredible. He's the standout to me." The second time I watched it, it was my girl Kirsten. But the third time I watched it, I think Benedict is the best performance in it. Oh, yeah. Especially like I just so I don't see Marvel movies, so I don't like he has like large gaps <laughs> of time for me. I love that. No, I love like that because those are the breaking Jacob's heart right now. Too. I, like, it's all I do. It's all I do. <laughs> I just so like he his filmography like has like large gaps for me because mm-hmm. he spends years making these movies and doesn't make anything else. So like yeah. I when I see him, I'm like blown away by him. And it's like it's crazy to me he's able to bounce in between these movies like and pull mm-hmm. off such incredible performances. And it's the same thing with Andrew Garfield's momentum that I'm like. It just shows you how versatile they are. And I think, like, 
I know some people will hold it against them, the Marvel thing, but I'm like, I think it should only heighten. And that's this is coming from someone who doesn't see these movies. I mm-hmm. think it should like heighten their chances because I cannot imagine bouncing from that kind of set to like Power of the Dog. I just think it might be extremely different. But well, they're both like excruciating and like completely different in ways. different ways and i think like that's so and it's the same thing with like tessa thompson like she did passing and then she went to go do thor like mm-hmm. i just think like movies like i think actors that do both these kind of movies i think it should only like help them not hurt them i don't think you should hold that against them in like a negative context because i cannot imagine doing like spider-man and then doing this and then i also think obviously the best part of andrew garfield's oscar campaign has been lying about being in spider-man no way home as yeah. someone who has not seen spider-man no way home incredible performance just keep the more he talks about like i lied to emma stone i'm like you talk to emma stone still like just incredible incredible work truly but i guess we should really segue to dga the nominees for feature were PTA, Licorice Pizza, Kenneth Branagh, Belfast, Jane Campion, Power of the Dog, Steven Spielberg, West Side Story, and Denis Villeneuve, Dune. Were any of these shocking to y'all? No. Or was anyone left out that you were, like, fabricated by? Like, oh, my God. Nothing was shocking. <laughs> um <laughs> But even though it wasn't shocking, PTA getting in here is like very good for him. Um, because do you feel I think like this it's is... good or do you feel like it's bad since the five never match? Well, see, I have a different director not getting in um, unless they go your route and take two of them out. Um, but I think the one thing everyone was talking about with Lakers Pizza was like, you know, he's going to win, like, he, he has a chance to win screenplay, this and that. Um, and then him actually getting into director was like, oh, he's an actual director. Um, contender. Yeah, contender for not the win, but for a nomination. Yeah. And I think if he he could have missed here, and I think if he did, um, it would have been over. But I think him getting in here helps him more than it helps someone like Kenneth. Truly. Ryan, what do you think? Oh, I was like relieved. Uh, I was like, thank God Paul Thomas Anderson got in here because then I couldn't like. Did you have a panic attack with Adam McKay? I wouldn't have had a panic attack. I would just would have been like, I wouldn't have been mad. I would have been just disappointed, Mm -hmm. um, as a as a parent would say. Um, So, (laughs) um, and I knew it wasn't going to be Sorkin, so I didn't have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I. They didn't nominate him. No, they did nominate him last year, right? But uh, for trial. No, he didn't get in for trial. No, he got in. Uh, uh, so I was like, if he's not getting in for that, he's not getting in for this. So we don't have to worry mm-hmm. about that. And yeah, McKay was the one. But also, I thought this isn't where Hamaguchi, which I think is what everyone associates uh, the category. That fifth the, spot. The fifth mm-hmm. spot newcomer international feature that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just kind of want to take credit for that um, because of the fact <laughs> I that do think not Hamaguchi, I was... but the idea of like last year, I was saying to people that we know in this uh, award stuff, even to telling Eric, I'm like, if Vinterberg gets in, this isn't uh, this isn't like just a coincidence anymore. This is an ultimate trend. This is yeah. a trend. 
you know, this is a pattern. It's not a trend. It's a pattern. Yes. And when he got in, I'm like, okay, it's going to be like this every year. So you need to predict this until it's broken. And mm-hmm. even if it's not broken, you still need to think about that because the international branch has such a, a big part of this contingency. I think it's Paul Thomas Anderson, Campion, Villeneuve. Then this gets interesting because everyone's sort of associating like, okay, is Brana or is um, uh, Steven Spielberg going to get snubbed here? I think it's Brana. And because I, because I think that they love Steven Spielberg and it is such Finally. a big musical. Yeah. They've, well, no, they've loved him for a long time. I mean, like, yeah. I know he got snubbed for the post. Yeah. But, that was but, the first person I remember my parents being like, the, the Oscars hate him. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> like, they love this man. Like, he's won twice. Like, calm down. Uh, but, like, no. And if, like, he cut the last 15 minutes of, uh, uh, if, he's, if he cut the last 15 minutes of Lincoln and just had him walk down the hall, he would have three of those. In mm-hmm. my opinion, too. Um, but- I love that we have the same exact theme, the same exact. He would have won. He would have won. I still think Angley would not have two. Spielberg would have three because that, because it's so over. It's so. It, it goes to it goes to so like Disney ish. Yeah, like yeah, it's so like like Saturday afternoon special that that mm-hmm. point. Like it's him not being able to show restraint. And just be like, right. let the film now, the rest of that speak for itself. No, you have to then go and put in like seven more speeches after like Lincoln's been shot. And so I think he's going to get in. Brana, I have nothing against Kenneth Brana. It's the actor I've, thing for me. Yeah, it's that. It's the fact that like it's not the most showy film. I mean, it's also it doesn't hinder anything for Belfast because of you look at Green Book and what happened to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that. There's so many locks that Hamaguchi, somebody has to you know? be the weakest. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. got to be one. Like, and like you said, DGA has not lined up lined like, up with the Academy since like the 1950s. And one's going to miss and it's going to be a newcomer. And I think it's going to be Hamaguchi. Personally, I it's also two um, of the DGA. Oh, you do? Out. Yeah, that's what that's what I was alluding to earlier. Okay, so I have Campion, Villeneuve, and Spielberg in, and then I have Hamaguchi, and it kills me. But I have McKay in. You have McKay in over PTA. I do. I so I think PTA is on her side. I think PTA is six, and then I actually think Cohen is seventh. Mm, Yeah, but like McKay. I, I think he's going to go... Like, I know it's not his third movie. It's his third, like, awards player movie. I think yeah. he's going to go three his third three. drama. Yeah. yeah. I think, like, they clearly like him. I think Hamaguchi is in. I know there's no, like, other than that statistic, there's always, like, a newcomer or an international film. But I really think he's in, especially because I also think it's getting... A, I, I, I'm not confident enough to predict screenplay for Drive My Car, but I do think... Yeah, I, I'm leaning that way, mm-hmm. but I don't think it gets that. And then only international feature. I think it gets something else. And I really mm-hmm. think like if people watch Drive My Car, that um, well, they don't even have to watch it. They can just watch the like they can just look at the stills. Honestly, mm-hmm. no, they don't even have to do that. They can just because it's being talked about so much. Just check it. Then the, all the other international features. Yeah, I mean they do that all the time. I remember reading that article. 
that came out the year 12 years of slave won best picture and one of the voters went i never watched it but i voted for it and they asked him why and it's like well because everyone else was doing it you know what i mean so it just so it just so takes sickening. actually one can you imagine like people <laughs> like us in the academy watching every i watched beating the ricardos i watched like you know how many oh, bad so movies many. i watched or it's I like, know I watched I watched Don't Look Up. Like, I watched Don't Look Up. Yeah, I watched. I don't. I hate made that my movie. daughter I just... watch Don't Look Up. Yeah. And then I got yelled at that I don't understand climate change. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call Child Protective Services, making them watch something like that on you. That's honestly, that's bad. Honestly, Kids, we gotta have a talk. We turned it um, around. We watched Melancholia. <laughs> we were like, Melancholia is a better movie about climate change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I was oh. like, when is she coming? When is <laughs> Melancholia going to hit us? Oh, no, the but I like Oscar nomination. I just, I, I think that, I mean, I don't I, see. I think the two locks in the category, if there are such thing as locks, because I really don't, I hate saying that word so much. It just is so final. And yeah, like, it's so final. Is... It's like the safe, the safest bets. That's Arca- the best Ar- way to phrase it. Arcampion yes. and Villeneuve for me. Because- I do. Does anybody mm-hmm. else feel bad that like if Dune had come out last year? It would have totally won. Yeah. Like, not even mm-hmm. close. Like No Man Land would have won Best Picture for sure. But, but like, it would have been a split and it would have won director. Yeah. He would have totally won. He's an idiot. Like because of the fact that he wanted like I need it in the cinemas. You know what I mean? I, and it, was, it also like, was like dude. I just like well, like think about this too. Like effect, like it would have been re-released. Like it would have been mm -hmm. re-released. It would have been fine. It would have been been fine. It would have like I just, especially like it would have come out again during the summer, like when theaters opened up again. Warner Brothers would have been really confident about being putting in the theaters, like as like a go see this in theaters. It won all these Oscars. Like I think a lot of these movies, if they came out last year, they would have won Best Picture. Yeah, I think I think that if. Which is so it's... funny that like the top contender is a Netflix movie like that almost <laughs> no one I know except Sophia saw. <laughs> no, well, I mean, if I had the choice to see it, I did. Yeah, I, I would have. Didn't. But I would have. They. I live in Los it. Angeles, and I couldn't find it in a theater. Yeah, I mean, like, I think if, I mean, so last year it was obviously it was No Man Land, but like it really didn't have a stiff number two to go. Toe toe with it. I mean, you could say it was trial, but it wasn't really on Remember paper. We were all panicking. We were like, "Oh my god, trial's gonna win picture and nothing." <laughs> I know, but then the, and then it didn't win anything. Like, thank God. But then no, it's like you look like the father came in and won a ton, so like, you could make the argument it's that, or uh, you know, or you could say it was Minari or whatever. But like you look at it, there wasn't a real strong number two. If Belfast came out last year. Or mm-hmm. if Power came out last year, or King Richard came out last year, like if King Richard came out last year, not gonna lie, I think it would have done a hell of a lot better than it would have this year. Mm-hmm. Um, not only know. that, but like I think like it would have just been like it would have gotten into a lot of places none of us are predicting it to get into, and I think like all of it's like everyone promoting it. There would have been a lot more of Serena and Venus doing press like online because it would have been way easier. 
it would have just been completely different for King Richard, which is crazy because it was on HBO Max. So I'm like, how different would it like? But it's just shows no. But then it wouldn't have everything. Oh, even if In the Heights had come out last year, West Side, like, West Side come out last year. Like if well, some if, if one had come out last year, we could have been looking at Ansel Elgort being like a SAG mm-hmm. winner. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, that would have been uh, yeah. It's all oh god that 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 whole thing. Mm, don't even get me started on that because i i sat there for 18 months when that whole all that stuff came out i'm like that's steven spielberg he has the ability to go back and reshoot that entire movie if he wanted to like don't don't tell me he couldn't don't tell me he couldn't i say this every day because my friend really loves west side story but she she like has called me crying like i feel like i'm supporting him by loving it and it's like I, I think it's very wrong is, that is the women not, are being held accountable because he's not doing you. press. And I do think all of them have said dumb things, but I also think that minus Rita Morena, that they are all very new to this kind of press, that none of us know what it's like to be very young and being questioned by all these people. And I don't think it's fair to judge what they're really saying. Like, I understand, like, I find offense with a lot of it also, but I don't know what it's like to be 19, 20, being questioned like this. And, like, with Rachel, I'm like, are you really taking away her first movie ever it was with Steven Spielberg? And, like, well, well, my she th- is a Latina yeah. actress finally playing, like, a mm-hmm. Latina role that, like, was taken away basically the first time. And, like, mm-hmm. I just feel really bad that we're kind of, like, taking that away from her. And every time she celebrates it, we're very aggressive and mean to her mm-hmm. when it's, like, Oh, that article the most was exciting bullshit. thing about mm-hmm. her in her life, and we're mm-hmm. like trashing it because she cuts him out of photos. Like his crimes are not something she is responsible for. I do think they could easily just say, "Don't ask me, ask him." Mm-hmm. But he's not doing press. No, no. He, well, he did do cordon, like group. Yeah, he's not doing them with them, and that's the thing too. Is it's like you have the chance to. I, I was very angry with Hollywood Reporter. I don't think they should have been asked about it. it it's that's not, none of it's not their cross to bear. Like I think if anyone should be asked those questions, it's Steven Spielberg. Yes. It's it's he Tony knows Kushner, it's point. the studio, it's the producers. Those actresses have nothing to do with it. And then what I'm like, was yeah. Rachel Zegler gonna say? I'm gonna yeah. like what was walk? she supposed like, to say that's gonna make everyone feel better about it? Mm-hmm. Like, like I just I don't think it's her responsibility nor any of the other women on set. I yeah. I just especially because it wasn't something on set. It was yeah, completely like, separate was from the whole. Not yeah, only point. not on set, the movie was done by the time all these allegations came out, and I think he clearly is a bad person and needs to be questioned about this and needs held responsible for this. But like, ask him about it. Like you're saying, mm-hmm. Ryan, ask Steven Spielberg. Ask all these people. I mean, why didn't they ask him at the Q and A's? They had him That's at group. The Q- they had him at group Q and A's, both in Los Angeles and New York. They had their opportunities like, to ask him. They didn't do it, and so the media is just as complicit in all this, in not sitting down and asking the fundamental questions. Like James, like I'm not asking that James Corden go and freaking ask him because James Corden's never going to ask him James those Corden questions. Like a Frost Nixon, like yeah, he's not up. like James Corden is not, you know, like Anderson Cooper going to ask him like a legitimate news question. But like 
And you also, we don't know if they were told not, not to, have to. These giant. These are not like, like you're saying, these are not news reporters. These are like talk show hosts who probably signed a the contract critics. agreeing to yeah. like, I do like, I think like the industry needs to be doing more about it because they're very very terrible accusations that like you cannot sweep under a rug but don't ask the women about it don't mm. ask actors about it ask the people that had the ability to recast him ask the people that kept him in the movie actively like ask him i don't understand ask him well also like, to, yeah i mean to ask <laughs> a 19 year old this is rachel 19 she's or she's 20 she's like 20 21 right um, but she's 20 but, she just turned 20 it, but it doesn't. It doesn't her? matter her. It doesn't matter her age to me. Mm-hmm. It what what really makes me angry is that Latinos are having to make comments for the sins of their white co stars, exactly. and you are and you are throwing this woman, these women under the bus in their moment of triumphant praise. And this is the thing that has bugged me this entire season about West Side Story and in the Heights and other films is that the media and everyone around its accessibility to want to just find a way to sidestep these Latino voices because the fact that like, I'll tell you the number one thing that would have made me very happy about the golden globes this year was to see Latinos celebrated by an awards body for once, because Mm -hmm. last year when people said that the Oscars and golden globes and all these award shows were the most um, celebrated in terms of diversity. No, they were not because mm-hmm. Latinos were not represented in the room at all last year. And, Anya and there Taylor, were opportunities. And, and and if we're going to get into the colorism ar- arguments of all things that, that canceled in the Heights, Anya Taylor-Joy is not the representation of an entire lifting body of Latinos. Even she I mean, has said this is what's so crazy to me about it. Like she has said multiple times, like I do, like I am not the person that you should be like, oh, we recognize Latinas. Yeah. And she's like, and it's me? Like she's like, yeah. no. Because like, she doesn't she... play any Latino characters in any of her films. Not that she shouldn't, but she just doesn't feel comfortable because she's going to get questioned a lot about it. Yeah. Which and is it's totally like, fine. It's also crazy she has to say that kind of thing. Like she's yeah. had to come out and clarify. And I'm like, that's not her responsibility. Nope. Like that's casting and movies that are doing this. It's also just this poor girl's first movie she's ever did. She was lucky enough. It's the thing of there wasn't nepotism involved. There wasn't she just like got this. Based she on got talent. this for her working her ass off. She does that. She gets two other big movies because of the fact that she's impressed so many people, including one of the biggest directors living on the planet in Steven Spielberg. She's doing these. Like I, I'm sorry, between the Hollywood reporters thing and then that freaking um what was it that that other publication that tweet or that did that article about like her how annoying and um, she is or something. Yeah, and how like... annoying she is. I was like and of course it was written no no offense to, to all the white listeners out there, but of course it's written by like you know, a white woman going after this this Latino person, and because it was like that a, performative feminism. Exactly, no and it was I just white women. But I like, was just sitting there, and as a as a Latino myself, sitting there going, "What the fuck are we?" This doing? wouldn't have been happening had she not only been white, but if she was like Anya Taylor Joy, like a white leaning. This wouldn't like, be happening if it was. Uh, no offense, this would not be happening. If any this other was, minority? It, I think so. I, I, I truly think so I, because. 
you know, I think the the whole colorism things from In the Heights, I think the the way that the, this movie has been handled in terms of the press, I think it's been just a really angersome, vile way that the media has treated these girls. And yeah, Ansel Hillcourt, well, I thought he was okay in the film. Like I, I thought he did a, a decent job because Tony's a very a thankless performance. Uh, I, I was like very uncomfortable by the fact that like he's she was like 19 18 19 when they made the damn movie right mm-hmm. or seven or 17 so I 18 think 17 yeah i think she and was 17 when it started I yeah turned 18 we want to get all mad at freaking uh you know <laughs> licorice pizza and red rocket what about the filming of that movie which is supposed to be very romantic and, and it was like, like a, a real guy- age gap it was like, a, that's a actual. real age gap problem yeah somebody asked steven spielberg that at a q a like it's it's imagine? ridiculous that being said I mean, he could miss uh, Oscar uh, nomination. Spielberg <laughs> got to transfer for back okay. over to, but like, yeah, no, I, I he could miss. Do so you think Brana's the le- weakest, and then Spielberg? Yeah, yeah, because like Campion and Villeneuve are locks, and I feel so bad for Villeneuve that everything about Dune above the line is a lock, but not in contention right? to win. Okay. And he's like doing so steady, much campaigning for everyone. So much. It's George so Miller much. all over again, where it's, it's like everyone's like, going to win all the awards and he's just going to walk home empty handed. It's, yeah, it's, it's Grand Budapest. It's Fury Road all over again. It's crazy. Yeah. I I feel bad, but maybe don't be so mean about the way people watch movies. I don't know. <laughs> but, but was there anything from First Feature you guys were excited about? It was... Um, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Rebecca Hall, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Emma Seigelman, which is so exciting, and then um, Tatiana Huezo. Wasn't um, uh, Michael Sarnowski for yes, Pig? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Sorry. Yes. God, Kinsey. Um, and I love Pig. I love Pig. Lynn, Lynn getting in was amazing. Tatiana, Kinsey and I were talking about it. I loved uh, Prayers for the Stolen. Um I thought it was gorgeous. I thought it was gorgeously shot. I was so glad that she was in just because that movie, even though I still hope it gets that international nomination, I think that movie has been kind of put to the side a little bit. Um, And then the rest of them I've all enjoyed. Um, But I think Lynn and Tatiana were my two where I was like, okay, this is really what I was hoping for. I really knew that um, Michael Sarnowski for Pig was getting in, but it was really exciting. But Shiva Baby, I was really excited about because I was scared it came out too early and it would just get like crushed under how many movies came out later and it just like wouldn't translate. But I love Shiva Baby. And then I'm just so excited like for how many women were nominated in this category. Yeah, that was nice. I was like, I think the first feature lineup is more exciting than the feature lineup i know we have a lot of like big name directors and that's always exciting but it's just it was good it was a good spread of mix for like it was also a great mix of like independent films we had an international film we had a block like kind of a blockbuster tick tick boom just like a higher budget film Mm -hmm. like it was a great mix of movies also it wasn't like yeah the same kind of movie over and over again it was like very different stories and very different kinds of films mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for sure but yeah so are there any other directors you guys think are like on the outs of like bursting in before we so one director who i 
have no history to back it up. I'm going based on the films doing well. I think Sean Heder isn't too far off. I think she's at least in the top eight-ish. Um, especially because I know Eric tweeted it the other day where it was like, it's been what, since like 1960, 1970? 1950 That there hasn't been a first-time director get in. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, if you know if well not a first time director but like a uh like a a new entry into the category like a yeah yeah like like a first like a a first time first time nominee nominee. and so if hamaguchi doesn't fill that i don't see other than maggie gyllenhaal potentially um Mm. but i just think coda is doing a lot better i also have it Right now, I have it as my surprise SAG winner, um, and so oh, Coda I, for ensemble. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. That makes sense. I have because going up against, I don't think they're going to give it to um, Don't Look Up, even though Don't Look Up has the like the massive ensemble. Um, I think that's why they nominated it. I think for mm-hmm. that same reason, it won't win. Same, same sense. as House of Gucci. Um, and I don't, I just don't see Belfast winning um, SAG Ensemble just because it is so top heavy. Um, it just and depends. with, oh, sorry, I was just gonna say, and with, because um, they both missed, did didn't they? Both of the supporting actors missed. Mm-hmm. They did. Yeah, they did. And so, um, and so, I think you know, Coda really lo- well loved, super just nice. Was it the one that missed anything it was trying to get? Whereas like King Richard also missed supporting actress. Um, and so I that's the one I have right now um, winning SAG. And I think if they kind of build off that and they get into it, it's, you know, I think if they when do is, pull two when out. When are the SAG awards? Oh, that's a good question. Um. It's like the only yeah. thing I haven't written down because everything has changed dates like 30,000 times. And then everything's the same day, regardless of changing dates, critics' choice. I don't know what you're doing. The SAG Awards are February 27th. Jesus, that's so late. My God. I just am begging people to do things ahead of Oscar voting ending so I can use it as a precursor. Like just <laughs> begging people. So, I uh, think so, uh, I think so that's Jacob, why that's why I have yeah. that one. Yeah, I think in in that sense too, because it did make it in its SAG ensemble, if it, it did make it in, in WGA. I think um, she could win the WGA for it too. Um, well no, I was I was gonna say is I uh, I was gonna say is that I think you still have to keep an eye on Ronaldo Marcus Green mm-hmm. for for King Richard because mm-hmm. that's I mean it's so funny all- I think King Richard is the weakest to get an Oscar nomination but I'm like what if it wins WGA but also too like I mean that's a person of color and this would be a very white category this year if it ended up being if it just ended up being the DGA five I mean yes we had Campion in there and that's female representation but it's a very white category mm-hmm. um you know given the fact that like we had two asian directors nominated last year we've you know we've over the past couple you know we had bong the year before that we've had uh we had uh spike uh and um oh, like, caron 
you know, the year before that. So like, you know, not saying that like you have to have a diversity slot, but they do think like, but you have to think about that a little bit of like Oscars. So white, they do think about it. Yeah. And that's like you're saying they just check things sometimes and Mm -hmm. they're going to check the box of a name. They don't know how to pronounce, unfortunately. So if like Hamaguchi isn't their, you know, because, you know, he's from Japan, Japanese filmmaker, if he's not their representation, then you have to look out for something like that too. Or Lin-Manuel Miranda Mm -hmm. for Tick, Tick, Boom. Like it it would be, that would be insane. But also he is a massive, massive talent. He is like someone I think a lot of people underestimate because Mm -hmm. I don't think people understand how important name recognition is, Mm -hmm. especially with like a locked four. I mean, I don't want to say all four are locked, but it's like, Everyone but me is predicting four or five DGAs. Mm -hmm. So I just think like maybe name recognition is what puts someone over the top to that fifth slot. Like, And if they love Tick, Tick, Boom. Because it overperformed for me personally on BAFTA long list because I It's been overperforming everywhere. Like Coda and that. Like Jacob's not wrong. Coda has been doing very well for itself. Coda I thought was like honestly like troy or merley or bust and mm-hmm. like it's been getting in everywhere and it's, you can't ignore that like nope, you can't ignore it like bafta and the thing about sag too is with these influencers now mm, in sag started i mean how, joey's what article it, yeah reading that was like shit uh, you know when fucked. you think something is worst case scenario and then you read something and it's like far worse than you can imagine i was like this is my worst nightmare. Like, yeah, because like of the fact that like last year we were all like, oh, those anonymous ballots don't mean anything. What do they mean when it says that Anthony Hopkins is going to be Chadwick Boseman? Come on, that's not going to happen. Craziest thing. That's then, well, like, that's that's what yeah. I think. I think that could happen again this year where it's like, I mean, you remember it last year. Everyone, Chadwick's winning, so I'm going to vote Anthony. Will Smith's winning, so I'm going to vote Benedict or um and i also think personally that bafta is between andrew garfield and benedict cumberbatch Mm -hmm. like not only because they're british but like oh they're also extremely racist yeah let's just put that on that's what i was gonna say it's like they're gonna go for a this is the body this is the body that's never nominated denzel washington like let's just let's just put we were talking about this morning because that's what i recorded with erica's bafta predictions and like can you imagine if they don't nominate him if they don't, I swear to God. But they nominate, like, okay, Widows is one of my favorite movies of all time, but that Viola nomination was so just weird. so bizarre. And, yeah. like, it's not like the movie overperformed or something. And it they was picked this low nomination, was, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, I know what you did. I know what you did. <laughs> so if they don't nominate Denzel, who is pretty much, like, Oh, I don't like. And then they didn't nominate her last year for Ma Rainey, right? Not only that, but they nominated (laughs) Alfre Woodard for Clemency, which is like, (laughs) I love that. I wish she was like in contention. Like I loved Alfre Woodard, but it was almost like they sidestepped and went so far against it. It was just very like I'm like you're just name checking. Like yeah, you are just trying to yeah, you are just trying like that. Yeah, but Um, no, but no, I. I, I swear to God, he's uh, yeah. If he doesn't get in there, there needs to be articles about it because then I don't want to hear anything about like 
the jury's working. Like, no, it's well, I not. don't want to hear anything about also the, how bad Golden Globe is, where like it's clear that an entire organization like the BAFTAs that we hold in such high regards that have massive appeal both in the BAFTAs and in the actual academy mm-hmm. have this massive racial bias towards one of the greatest actors and there needs to be a conversation about that and if there's not then there needs to be like the same things we did for golden globe that we did for bafta because that's it's 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 one thing if you don't want to yeah it's it's one thing if you don't want to do it one year an entire 40 year career get the fuck out of here i'm like honestly denzel's out and uh javier's in and they're like oh but we did it (laughs) we did it we did something (laughs) all racism folks (laughs) we did good oh god i just i i it's also weird because i'm like tragedy and Macbeth is like overperformed on their long list like and i'm just like if you don't do it try me like I just can you imagine holding something against Denzel? Like Denzel Washington. You're like the guy that like he's the most awarded black actor in Academy history, right? Correct. He has to be. Does he does he have a oh yeah, he does have two. So yeah, that would make him yeah. I just Yeah, two 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 takes it. Two takes Super it. high bar. This is what makes you the most awarded. Yeah. Disgusting. Oh my god. I don't know. Maybe they'll go crazy. Maybe they'll maybe they'll actually give it to Wilt. But we all know who's gonna win. Daniel Craig. Oh god. I would love he, that. I, I okay, just I put for, that in just my, for shits and giggles. That would be great. I would just love if the BAFTA went like overboard on No Time to Die and like gave us no insight to the Oscars whatsoever. Best picture, No Time to Die. I put it in my best picture lineup. We put her in our lineup. (laughs) I think she could um, get um, Rising Star. Who, Dharma's? It's so weird when they give out that damn award because it's like these people have been voted on by the public. Yeah, well, no, but like it's voted on by the public. And which was shocking a couple of years ago when like Kaluuya won because I was like I was surprised that like it didn't get hacked and and uh, Chalamet won that thing. Um, even talked to me about that. I was like Chalamet obviously was winning, and then I felt bad because I said that, and then Daniel Kaluuya won. I'm like I love Daniel Kaluuya. I just thought all the Chalamet fans would hijack it. Like well, Kenzie, just you know, um. <laughs> as someone who spent like a solid year tweeting Daniel Kaluuya for best supporting actor for Widows. Oh my God, same. He's I was so like, odd. please don't yell. <laughs> but like, no, I just, no, I don't understand. Like sometimes when they do these, like, it's like the same thing at the Grammys when they're like best new artists. I'm like, they're on their third album. What the hell are we talking <laughs> about? Like, get the fuck out of here. Minus like, Allie from A Star is Born. Truly her first album. <laughs> truly her first album. <laughs> it took a fictional character to finally get that category correct. <laughs> For sure. Okay, guys. Since we spent an hour talking about um, WGA, we will skip PGA. You're welcome. We'll wrap it up with DGA. Um, any directors you guys just want to like speak into existence or domination before we go? Jacob? Um, mine was Sean, which I mm-hmm. guess I think I still think it. I mean, it's not like a high chance but i still think it is possible if um especially if the two movies that are mainly 
screenplay driven, both miss. I could see Hamaguchi getting in there and um, the header getting in there. But uh, but yeah, other than that, um, I don't think I... Oh, no, I do have one. Paolo Sorrentino for The Hand of God. Um, Phenomenal Eric super agrees with you. Eric thinks he's going to overperform at uh, BAFTA and he thinks it's getting in for a lot more. Jesus. Um, with that movie that nobody's talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I made three people watch it today. I'm extremely impressed with myself. I actually I'm like. More than I like Netflix. them. I like. <laughs> I know, right? They just fucking hire you. Um, I I saw that movie at. Jacob this... talked about it before anybody I knew. I will yeah. admit. It's been a lot. It's uh, yeah. I saw that at Middleburg, and I remember one because the the people in front of us they like were so in the way that i was like leaning and like hurting Don't myself you hate and my when neck. you have a bad theater experience mm-hmm. yeah associate my neck with. hurted for the next 48 hours because i had to read them like i've always said subtitles should be at the top not in english i've always said okay. subtitles should be at okay. the top so the i was watching i watch everything with subtitles don't yell at me i was watching the real housewives in miami and it let me put the subtitles on the top of the screen and I don't know how I did it but it doesn't do it for anything else on Peacock and I cannot figure it out for the life of me but it's how I did it but it's life changing because sometimes I'm feeding my daughter and her head's like where the, the subtitles mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. and I am just a huge lover of subtitles so I watch like I'm watching reality TV with subtitles guys like but it's been life changing having it on top of the screen and I can only imagine in theaters how much better it would be See, I, I didn't have to look over people because when I saw it, I saw it at the screening and it was me in like the very middle of the theater and then the Netflix representative in the back corner. And Nobody whenever else. the whenever the sex scenes came up, I like looked over my shoulder to see if I could see if like she was watching or if she was on her phone or something. And I was like, oh, like dipped down in my chair a little bit. I was like, God, I feel uncomfortable being like alone in the theater. alone in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Ryan, any director you want to speak into existence? Oh, I mean, they're nomination. I'm sorry, I worded that very weirdly. Speak I have two, existence. but it, it, they're not going to happen. It's just, just speak not. Gonna... It, speak it. We're gonna. We're gonna. Julia Ducarneau for Titan. Yes, like, that is that. Is I have like, her in my BAFTA lineup because of their three and three rule. For the love of fucking God, nominate her. Mm-hmm. Like, just completely agree. Throw a little chaos into the ring, please. Also, um, the she, perfect like example of using a slot for a woman that like directed like because th- that's what they do they use slots for women like directed like, her ass off like talk movie. about a movie that's directed like mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. confident like the co- most confident direction outside of Jane Campion this year and no it's not Truly. just because they're women it's because they fucking rocked the house mm-hmm. they're like I'm making a movie with a capital yeah. M move out of my way yeah I the, give I me my money and shut up let know? me do I what I came here to do mm-hmm. like I didn't like love love the power of the dog but I have that scene where they uh they're on the stairs and it does those like multiple crash zooms um I can't remember that, I think it was and Andy then Kier- the uh, other that and the other um just like the scene with um uh cody like following cumberbatch like Mm -hmm. i just there are moments in that movie where i'm like you know when you watch a movie and you're like kind of like anybody could have done their thing with this movie like i i don't think anyone else could have made power of the dog so 
visceral, but like, like I mean, I just think I just think of that scene where it's the piano and the banjo, and the way mm-hmm. she zooms the 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 camera in perfectly to the right spot to see the piano, her face, to mm-hmm. hear that you know it's very Hitchcockian, but it's also just very much campion in her own mm-hmm. right and then like yeah the way she just settles the camera perfectly and and you see like when they're bringing the cattle in like that beautiful shot that her and ari wagner created of those cattle coming down the hill you know what i mean just oh it's so good yeah every every part of that is is perfect but yes ducarno Tatan, fuck yes and then david lowry like David Lowry yes. should for for the reason he was my favorite director of the year. And I'm just going to say this. The man made a medieval masterpiece on a 15 million dollar budget. That's the thing. The budget. Can't it's imagine. a 15 million dollar epic. And it's almost and it's just as beautiful as as freaking Dune. Even mm-hmm. more so than I'd say. Mm-hmm. And that not getting cinematography love is killing cinematography me. production design makeup i don't score. know guys i have it making of the lighthouse God, surprise appearance don't, don't don't get my hopes up God. i don't know anything about it i'm gonna, gonna speak it you not have you seen it no i'm just saying like i don't know oh. any reason that that would <laughs> okay. happen i, just, I was like, like kenji please tell me you've seen that movie the green knight is in my top 15 okay, like okay, i okay. and then david lowry is from like the town next to mine where i grew up so he just seems like the nicest guy making like only heard amazing things yeah like just but amazing. i i talked about this morning his lighthouse themed peter pan is going mm-hmm. to be unbelievable <laughs> And him saying it's his favorite thing he's ever done makes me That's so much more excited. That's what's like insane about it to me because yeah. a ghost story, it, I know it has a complicated actor in it, but I just he's got a sheet ghost- over his head the whole time. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the other. Thing. Yeah, that could be. Anyone. I think, I think a ghost story is one of the best movies about grief ever made, and I don't like. I just think he is such a subtle yet visceral filmmaker and I hate using the visceral word over and over again, but I just think like it takes such a delicate hand to do what he does. And I think like, especially with the green Knight, it could have been very like cheesy, especially given the budget and what he did with it is just like, like imagine, I know everyone makes fun of it, but imagine the washcloth scene or whatever with another director. It's just like, how does he include that yet make the movie like just so like i don't know it never loses its place like it never loses what it's trying to say and i think that's very important with like especially like a medieval movie like i don't really usually like those but i i spent the 20 dollar rental fee on that and i watched it like five times within 48 hours like obsessed the director I would like to speak into existence is not going to happen because it's going to get zero Oscar nominations. It's Pablo Laron for Spencer. I wait. Love... You don't think it's going to get even? Get, you don't think she's getting in? I don't have her getting in in BAFTA, and I don't think SAG was a mistake. Oh yeah, yeah. Spencer is my. If anyone's listening before they yell at me, like Spencer is my number two movie of the year. It's easily my favorite female lead performance besides Olivia Coleman. I just. And I love The Crown. I just, I love Princess Diana. I hold her very, like, dear to my heart. I just, 
I don't think SAG was like a at first I was like people get it all the time missing SAG but I just <laughs> I like critics wins mean nothing in an Oscar race and I just I I think she's missing it's very unfortunate I think the Twilight hate towards her is very aggressive with she's some done people such a good job to campaigning which what that's... is what is crazy about it to me is that like not only before Twilight did she make incredible movies like Speak and obviously Panic Room and like she has a great resume before Twilight she made incredible movies while she was making the Twilight series and like I just I think she's always been an amazing actress and I don't think it's fair to hold these like franchise films against people and I know Twilight is embarrassing to people, but like they made their money. They can make all these incredible small independent movies outside of that because they made their money. Like there are so many movies that her and Robert Pattinson took way lower paychecks so that they could get made. And I think that says so much about them as actors. And like there is a reason she has a Cesar and no other American actress has one. Like no other I, but, American actor, period. Yeah. Like one. I. Yeah. She is so incredible in that movie. But um, I think his direction is beautiful. I love his sad woman obsession. I can't wait to see who his third one is. He said Britney he... Britney Spears. It's not Britney. It's not Britney. Uh, I want it to be... You know what? Just go for it. Make a Lucille Ball one. Cast, <laughs> cast someone. We Kate, don't know. Kate Blanchett to do it. Because she was originally... Because Kate Blanchett yeah. was originally supposed to do that. And, and, that uh, and Oscar, Oscar. Isaac. God, that would no one would have a problem with that movie. No yeah. one would like that. No one. That you know what? In all honesty, if that movie is like best picture contender, best yeah. ever, do that. Make it. A he Coen would. Brothers he movie. would. We wouldn't have to worry about the fifth actor spot because Oscar Isaac would totally get into that, mm -hmm. and he would be a first time nominee, which is insane that he's not a nominee at all in his career so far. You know what's crazy? I and was Blanchett really, might be winning um, the third one. Yeah, I didn't really love scenes from a marriage, but um, when I was watching it and I was thinking about him as Desi, I was like, that would have been like the performance of his career up until this point. Like, and yeah. it's so crazy because he has so many, mm -hmm. but like, I just, he's an incredible actor and he's somebody like, no matter what he really does, like, hello, they, t what what is that? The Moon Knight? What is it? Yeah, the Moon Knight. Mm -hmm. yeah. They Moon tweeted Knight. that trailer, and I was like, listen, you kind of got my attention, Marvel. Like, <laughs> I just, but the Even thing got about, Kinsey waking up. She's yeah. like, hello? 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 <laughs> I think the thing with Spencer's direction is that um, I think it's very unique. It's what I want from a biopic. And I, when you first saw the trailer, I was like, it reminds me of Jackie, but it's not like a copy of Jackie, which like so mm -hmm. many people would assume. Like, it's another woman who went through a lot of drama and trauma and horrible experiences in her very public life and um i don't know when i was really nervous because jackie's one of my favorite movies ever that i would just assume i would like spencer but i absolutely loved it and his direction is such a large part of that i think it's really sad he hasn't been like even name checked at any place i it's crazy I, this like Chilean director is like so good at depicting women from like like ver like white women like from very different places and like like Jackie 
she's in the, it's in the 60s and like it's very different from like Spencer in the 90s and in the UK I just he has such a delicate hand and I love watching him make movies about sad women running I don't know I there are so many scenes in Jackie that I think in Jackie and and Spencer that I think are like paintings and I don't know how he does that and I'm going to pretend I'm speaking it into existence and it's not going to happen. He's nowhere near the top 20, but he's great. And he's also one of those directors when he, when he talks, it's the opposite of Darren Aronofsky where I'm like, wow, I learned something new about your film and just let him make wait. another movie. I can't wait for you to hear all those lovely conversations with Darren Aronofsky next year for the whale. Like, so when they announced see, we'll the have... of the whale, I was like, I hope they do not let him speak about it. Just let Brendan Fraser talk. Just don't yeah, let I was gonna say we'll have Brendan Fraser to cancel it out. The mummy was like the most informative movie in my lifetime. My dad <laughs> took me to see the mummy in theaters like probably 15 times when they announced that Brendan Fraser was gonna be in a Darren Aronofsky movie. I texted my dad and he was like that's made for you. My dad is very offline. My dad does not know what Twitter <laughs> is. And um, Brendan Fraser is just very near and dear to my heart. But Darren Aronofsky talking about like a man in exile from being obese is not something I... I don't want to hear that. Like, I love him. It's my most anticipated movie because he's my favorite filmmaker that's working. But like, don't want to. Before we go... One more time. Leo has a really great question. Who do you guys want to host the Oscars? Oh, Jacob, do you have one? Is Jacob frozen? Jacob. No, I'm uh, thinking. Um... <laughs> I swear your screen was frozen, but maybe you weren't frozen. No, I took, yeah, I it took was a, like this. Very, I took a very deep breath to try to like. In held position. Um... <laughs> I don't know. Let's just get uh let's get Adam Driver doing his Annette. Oh god. Um Annette Stand roll up, up there. Yeah. Just screaming at everyone. Oh no, I have no idea. Um I wouldn't hate uh Tom Holland. I do think he is charismatic. And now that um Spider-Man probably isn't going to happen, I think it would be um, it would be still a cool way to no. um, congratulate, yeah, congratulate the movie for you know honor the film, honor the man, normalcy for a little bit. Um, but is that plus, you know, from? it's from the uh, I think it's from the imitation game. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> honor yeah. the film, honor the man. Oh, God. <laughs> um, plus, you know, you could that's you could get Andrew Garfield into it. You could get Benedict Cumberbatch into it. You could you get, get Toby Maguire. Into it. Yeah. Nobody wants to um, see his. Okay, I'll tell you offline, but Toby Maguire, I have very personal experience with. Ooh, okay. So, um, so I think if that you know, you, again, you get well. I'm Defoe not on even stage, a Spider-Man you get person. On stage. You, what yeah, you're I'm saying, a... Jacob, is you just want the Spider-Man cast to. Yeah. I want the Spider-Man cast to all be on stage as they're nominating Best Picture and for them to just stay on stage. My dream in life is them to, Best Picture is a preferential ballot. My dream in life is for them to turn it into a thing where they're like in ninth place. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I think it would make the telecast very interesting. I've been saying this since they introduced the preferential ballot. I think it'd be hilarious. Ryan, who do you think would host? I've been saying for that's a great idea by the way to like release it 
but also I've said for years that the best original song should be voted on by the people in the room during the as performance the performances group. are happening. Yes. Yeah, because let me tell you, let me tell you, when you look back and you think that Gaga did not win for till it happens, oh my god, nobody will believe you if they have nobody would believe the performance, especially like Sam Smith winning for a like he's like I'm the only gay person that's ever won. I'm like you're not, but okay, yeah, they like their last, they were the last place replacement because they didn't like the radiohead song that they did and don't even talk to me about that because the radiohead song is probably a thousand times better oh it's so good it's like so like moody don't get me started on radiohead deserve like tom york deserving love for hysteria well don't even get me started the fact that like johnny greenwood should be winning oscars this year and and instead of like hans zimmer winning again it's like get get the hell out of here i love Um, the bagpipes but like really but like Like, come on really like Like, enough like there should enough. be a limit. Like the man, like Greenwood did three scores this year. Like In one year, that are all great. They're all great. Don't get anyway. me started on Bertel. The only good thing about Don't Look Up. Yeah. Ooh. Um. Host. Um. Yes. Thank you. So good. Score. And yeah, it's one of the best things about Spencer. Um. I would love Maya Rudolph. Because I My think Rudolph that she would be so good. I never so even good. thought about that. And the licorice pizza tie-in. Oh exactly. My She's God. already going to be there. Might as well do it. You know what I mean? That's great. That's, I haven't even thought about that. That's a great suggestion. She also has her SNL background. She could get like Kristen Wiig, Maya Rudolph, Amy Poehler, um, you know, Fred Armisen. Uh, Will Martin Forte. Short, you know, Will oh Forte. She can get them all to come do it. Like, you know, set, who she's you know. really good friends with is Katy Perry. Could get Katy yeah. Perry to pop in. I don't like her, but she's <laughs> friends with yeah. Willem Dafoe now. I yeah. mean, <laughs> wow. This I makes think my suggestions so bad. I think Maya would be good. I think Sudeikis would be good because he's got such great. I've been saying Greg Goldstein. Yeah, that would be good yeah. though. I if mean, he has he, a movie podcast. He's clearly really well liked. He would he would drop f bombs. There's no question about that. <laughs> yes, um, that's very true. But I really like. They could the fit it into the show though. <laughs> yeah, just put it on a streaming network. Barb and Star would be great. They I do like that, right? At the Golden yeah, they Gold? did last year. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. fun. I think though the idea of Martin Short. That's my suggestion. And Steve Martin and Selena Gomez, Selena Gomez just makes so much good it's sense. It's not only that it's like an ABC affiliate with Hulu. It's like comedian legends that like my parents love. You have Selena to draw on the younger crowd. She could do a it's, musical number. She could do a musical number. I like so I'm not a huge Selena fan, but like watching that show, I was like, they have great chemistry, the three of them. A lot of energy to it. So mm-hmm. much energy. Like and I just think like that, like that duo of Martin Short and Steve Martin, which is drawing so and like they are so funny. And everything I've heard is that like Selena like riffs with them like off screen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they wouldn't do a season two if they weren't like confident with like yep. their chemistry with her. And I think like that would just be like. And I just think it makes the most sense because, like, there were those rumors that they didn't want Pete Davidson because he's on NBC. And I'm like, that's not true. They don't care. They but, don't. No, they don't want Pete Davidson because it's Pete Davidson. Yeah, that's yeah. the like, reason. I mean, like, let's, like, let's just be honest. honest. <laughs> I mean, like, they don't want that They have drama. the Hulu tie-in with Kim Kardashian. Like, yeah. it's – I just think that, like, those three 
are such a good like we'll get the older crowd we'll get the younger crowd we can get a musical number out of her like I do wonder about like her anxiety but as someone with anxiety I love the way she talks about it yeah but I um, I worry about that I mean like but I do think like uh, the sense that I feel about um like Tom Holland I'm nervous what it does to his career I don't feel that way about Selena's like I feel the opposite I feel like it only heightens her career tom holland i just have flashbacks of like james franco and Anne hathaway and like there was like a backlash against them but it's so weird i don't feel that way about selena i feel like it only like heightens her just because of her company yeah Yeah. i'm not i'm not gonna lie jacob like adam driver would be really good because he's fantastic on snl Mm -hmm. and he has great he was fantastic with kanye like that's the thing i'm like he could keep a straight face with that with all that crap going on and you know like you know he saw some things yeah oh you know adam driver is like one of those like i'm gonna keep it all in but when i get home i'm telling everybody about this (laughs) you guys don't even know um, and I like, also think Adam Driver is like hilarious. We just don't know. He's like, just one of those like secretly funny people. And then like when he's he does funny that, to his friends, but not us. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, John Mulaney would be great, especially because he's hosting SNL again. Yes, I mean he's fantastic. You gotta have somebody that also is funny doing it. Would see the like when he's done the Independent Spirit Awards. He's he's seen the films, so he will put in the effort and time. That's to it. the thing. Also, is like it can't be someone like no offense to Tom Holland, but he's, like he doesn't know fucking Pedro Amadora, Yeah, like you got to put in the work. Like yeah. if you're gonna be there, I need you to have seen the movies on like the rest of the Academy members. Well, like, Whoopi and Billy Crystal worked all with so many years. It's like they watched the damn movies. They they knew the their jokes they were superior. Because yeah. they watched the movies, like they had a deeper understanding. And yeah, I like Kimmel's funny. jokes are like, oh, no one's seen these movies, right? Because they didn't make money. And you it's know like when you watch a talk show and you're like, wow, they didn't watch the movie. Like my favorite is Dakota Johnson promoting Suspiria, and um, oh, I can't. I'm blanking on the name. The one with Chris Hemsworth. It was actually really good. Oh, uh, a bad times at the El Royale. He yeah. only saw that, but she was there to promote Suspiria at Who, the same Kimmel? time. Yeah, and, she, and they're neighbors. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, Suspiria is so good. And I'm like, that is not the way Jimmy Kimmel would describe Suspiria. No, no, no. no. Like, that movie is, I would be like, uh, Suspiria, uh, what the fuck? You know what I mean? like, <laughs> my oh, second favorite movie of all time. Yeah. So, but like, no, there's, there's a ton of good options. I mean, like, I said this the other night on, on, a, on when I was talking with some friends of mine, and I was like, Man, if he wasn't like semi in trouble for something that was totally not his fault and was just a misunderstanding, but like Aziz Ansari would be really good because he's got great energy on stage and he's funny. And a lot of people in Ansari suffered from the timing of what came out about him. It was not the actual claims against him, especially because the girl has been like, it was definitely a misunderstanding since that came out. It's just like it came out right at the height of all of that. It came out like at the same time as James as Franco. Harvey Weinstein and well, James Franco. It was and like, James Franco. And they lumped him in. And it was like, no, 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 no. He And I also yeah. felt that Aziz Ansari's response to everything was just like really like genuine and like he was just really yeah he's a good guy not even like apologetic just like like, he was like i genuinely misunderstood the situation and like it was my my bad entirely yeah like he was not like yeah 
I just, but he'd be great. And but it, really... but but it really messed with him. And like he left the states and he lives in London now. And yeah, so and like, like that it, last season he, of um, Master of None, he's like not on it. Yeah, he's like I'm not doing it anymore. So it's like it's really I've I feel for the dude. Um, and I think because I think he's a really good host. And I think he's funny and. I think he would do a good job. And he would watch the movies. He would watch the he movies. He would totally watch the movies. And he, he would watch. call out any diversity and yeah. like. He... he would be like weirdly like a less visceral version of Chris Rock. And I love Chris Rock. Like when Chris Rock does him. My, my God. One of my favorite bits of like I hate Oscar bits. But that bit where he went to the movie theater. Which is yeah, in by my office. Yeah. Um, he like that was actually really funny. And like genuine. And like. A really great bit. I feel like if you have to do a bit, please mimic that kind of bit. Don't oh, do that. Yeah, don't do like Gal Gadot going and giving out candy. Um... <laughs> well, also that always made me mad that they did that because it's like you're taking trying away. to watch a movie. No, people are trying to watch a movie, like... and then <laughs> they interrupted a wrinkle in time. I'm like, Ava needs as much money as she can get for that thing. All right, please, they, you know. <laughs> please let Mindy Kaling make money. Yeah, um, it's like leave. Gugu and Bathara alone. Um. Oh my god. Oh my god. That was such a bad bit. All right. We've been on for two hours, guys. I let us talk way too much. See, Ricky takes the night off. I'm like, I'm gonna yeah. let us talk for an hour and a half about original screenplay. Well, Ricky, the the one this morning hit an hour, and I could see Ricky just like starting to lose it. Let me tell you, let me tell you, two hours is keen. I love mm-hmm. it. <laughs> so our special guest ryan tell everyone where they can find you if you have any plugs which i'm sure you do oh wow other Ooh. than his amazing nicholas cage interview which i have oh talk about times. someone who would put in the work as a host yes but oh, i've listened yeah. to it three times it's probably a great won. interview and i'm just so excited for you oh well i i thank you for for listening it was an an very surreal conversation and uh he was so nice we got to chat a little before and after and he was just uh just an absolute sweetheart I mean, yeah if he if he can get nominated my god like <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take all the credit for it um but <laughs> you should <laughs> uh as the one man like leading his oscar campaign and from the very beginning from the very beginning like uh i own all of that um uh, but um, you can follow me on Twitter and on Letterbox and on Instagram at Ryan McQuaid 77. You can follow my work over at awardswatch.com, uh, where I just did, uh, like a, a plethora of reviews for Sundance. Uh, you can find my podcasts, uh, the extra film podcast and chasing the gold that I do over at in session film. Uh, and then while you're at in session film, read all the amazing writers that are over there. Uh, they truly put out great quality content that just it makes me proud every single day to be their editor and then uh you can listen to my other podcast that i do which is called uh busting the block i do with kevin lee where we talk about the the biggest uh blockbusters ever made and we decide whether it should be man or not so i'm not just talking about independent films all the time i do talk about blockbusters and then i'll occasionally write for like film speak and uh, film inquiry so yeah thank you guys so much for having me on I loved it so much. I'm sorry it was last minute, but absolutely excited. You said yes. <laughs> no, you you tell me anytime you want me to be on, and I will I will come. And I need a guy. I need to get both of you on my show, uh, one of my shows, it. so that we can we can chat all, all night time. long, all night long. Yeah. We don't love we it. don't have a a time limit or anything on our show. Absolutely love it. Just have fun. The best.
Um, you can follow me at Kinsununu on everything except Letterboxd. I set it up for my daughter. I stopped using mine. Because <laughs> Daisy Vanunu, she's the coolest four-month-old you know. She just watched The Godfather Part 1 and 2. She's really cool. Please follow her. <laughs> Jacob. Well, if she's watched The Godfather Part 1 and 2, then she's done that before I did. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. not I'm frozen. Shock. I'm not frozen. I'm just. I'm in shock. I'm in. T- oh my it's, god. Yeah. Take up. It look okay for so long in my life. I'm having an existential crisis. Thing, um, I that's one of my plans this year was to get to them. Um, especially. Okay, honestly, you just need to knock out all three in one day. And yes, yeah. I said the third one because Sophia's death scene is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in cinema. Hey, spoilers! Anyway. He hasn't seen the third. <laughs> I've talked about it before, and he never said that he had like, not what? seen any of it. Well, it's also funny because I'm like very active that the 70s are my favorite decade for me. Yeah, and you haven't seen like general. the most popular film of that. Have decade? you seen the conversation? No. Because my, you know, the other day I tweeted, has anyone topped um, Spielberg, Jurassic Park, and Chandler's list? And Brian from Fandango really brought up to me, he was like, Coppola like with the conversation on Godfather Part 2 and I was like excellent point because he got two Best Picture nominations in a year of five he did Godfather mm-hmm. Conversation, Godfather Part 2 and Apocalypse Now back to back to back to back Apocalypse Now is like one of my favorite See, movies ever made my, I just my big 70s director that I like deep dove into was Lumet so oh, will so we that... give you a pass because you have seen like movies that a lot of people from like have ignored from the 70s yeah no. um so yeah but i will I... get we'll get to that thank you thank you well it's the 50th yeah. anniversary so you got a big a big yeah and i know i know they've got the whole like even leo apocalypse now is a masterpiece i have seen that one yeah. oh good Great. yeah because i i use that for my um for my college thesis um mm, nice and so uh, so yeah, I have seen that one. That and the Deer Hunter and all those Vietnam movies. That's what my thesis was over. They shot the Deer Hunter where my parents are from. That's interesting. Interesting. Um, but yeah, other than that, you can find me on Twitter at TBear57. Um, you can find all my work. I do have like a link tree available to take me to everything. Um, my Awards Watch stuff. Music City Drive-In, my hidden remote stuff. Um, I have been super into Sundance when I could, when my house wasn't falling apart. And literally, like um, literally. Yeah, my uh, pipes busting and all that kind of stuff. But uh, but yeah, that's where you can find me. And I just again, I want to reiterate everything Kenzie said. Love having you on, Ryan. Just always love talking yeah. to you. Uh, great writer. Great everything just great person person. no you got you guys are great stop giving me all this damn praise like like yes Ryan's the nicest person you could ever disagree with on twitter let me tell you i know well i don't usually ever disagree with anyone because it's 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 like like, movies the power of movies yeah the power of movies like who life is too short to disagree all the time about things especially when you know no one's going to change their mind no especially on that side no one's going to change their mind and Truly. so it's like, and also a hundred or 200 characters cannot contain an actual like 
interesting conversation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I rather do something like this than, or write an article or write a piece or something than have to explain myself in a thread to, uh, you know, people who are arguing if I didn't like this movie or that movie. People that just search the title of the movie and reply to argue that have no say anything else. Mm Because usually by the end of it, it, it leads to like a very bad place or whatever. I'm so, just yeah. angry and I'm like, I don't even know who this person with no photo is. <laughs> exactly. But um, it was so exciting having you on, Ryan. And I hope we can all do this oh, again. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. Since yeah. we have however long until the Oscars, guys. R.A.P. But um, make sure you follow everyone and tune in next week to the Music City Drive-In. Peace out.